Hello, fellow homebrewers. JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brew Built X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brew Built Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full two inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brew Built line of options and add ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brew Built X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brew Built Conicals. You can trust Brew Built with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brew Built at morebeer.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, beer drinkers. Get ready for an all-new experience in information exchange and beer culture. Your only source source. for live beer radio that brings expert brewers from around the globe right to your home. You're not just listening to broadcasters. It's the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Anybody was even allowed to uh, log in today, Doc and Daniela? Yeah, we were talking about that. <laughs> what a mess our website is right now. Yeah, I was getting frustrated the other day. I, I tried to, people wanted me to post the coconut stout recipe and I had it all formatted and ready to go. Yeah. And I could not get on to put it on there. So yeah. It will be there. It's a big mess. I'll explain that in a little bit. Uh, fun show, huh, Doc, at the Free FM show? Oh, yeah, it was good. Good, good, good. Hope that you all, uh, Tuned in. I listened. Did you? Mm-hmm. How'd you like it? I liked it quite a bit. I Pe- like how you represent yourself as a drunken, pathetic alcoholic who has to jerk off in front of magazines. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? People need something to laugh at. I'm serious, actually. I love it. <laughs> because that's your life. That's my life. I figure I might as well tell people about it. I like the bison stuff, though. He has some good points. and yeah, Peter's I always real that. cool. He's going to come on and do our show and talk about those single hop beers, too. Nice. We are talking to him about that. We're going to get him booked and just talk about the whole plan that they have for doing single hopped IPAs. Mm. Speaking of my life, I'm in a lot of pain right now. I'm sitting here trying to act normal, and I'm dying. My leg, I don't know what happened. It just come up? It just, you know, it was hurting earlier today. It happens to me every so often. What happens, and I don't know what it's from, Doc. I don't even know what's going on, but my my entire right leg, the like down to the bone, the whole thing just starts to ache, like throbbing ache. It might be a tumor. It might be diabetes. What? <laughs> I think it's it a might tumor. be cancer. Boy. It's something bad, though. That's obvious. It's bad. Maybe, I, maybe you gotta go shoot a load and see what happens. See if that helps out. Yeah. Get rid of some of this testosterone. Yeah. 
Like when the studio cleared out here a few minutes ago, I was like hunched over in here in agonizing pain. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I hope it goes away. I'm just going to pretend it's not there and keep, you know, drinking. Just swallow a couple of Vicodins. <laughs> that could work. That yeah. will. Drink, drink it away. <laughs> I always take two Vicodins when I take Vicodin, Doc. Why not? I don't know why it's not. Pretty, it's pretty safe. Medtech is saying you have a blood clot. See, that's not good. If that blood <laughs> clot ends up in my brain, we're talking strokes here. Ooh. Right? Yeah, we're in your lung, and then we're talking like death. So. Yeah. Good thing we have, <laughs> it's a good thing we have emergency catering here. He yes. can help you. Jeremy Sowers of the Emergency Barbecue Company is doing our barbecue show with us today. How are you, Jeremy? I'm great. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. We're glad to have you. You brought us some food? I brought food. I brought beer. I brought it all. Awesome. I brought cheese. And I, I can't wait to work into this cheese. It's beer cheese. Oh yeah, beer cheese. Guy makes beer cheese too. What a what a score we got for this show. Everyone's been waiting for the barbecue show, so we did set it up for you. Cool thing about Jeremy and the Emergency Barbecue Company uh, is perfect for our show doing the the beer and barbecue. Not just because you do beer barbecue as a company, you're also a brewer. I am also a brewer. Where what's the brewery that you uh, brew at? Jack's Brewing Company in Fremont, California. Okay, so it's like a double whammy here. We get to ask some brewery questions out of you. Plus, you're going to teach us how to uh, barbecue with beer and and i kind of i sent you the list of things we want out of you so we're going to get into all that in the uh you know second uh half of the first hour of the entire the show, half show. Second <laughs> half <of the> <laughs> like how i described that that was very efficient all right i'm still out of breath hey so the free fm show now is on every week so i gotta do this every week now like you rush back here back and forth it's the only part i don't like about it we've been making it on time yeah but, uh, I, I was worried about getting there on time. It, that freeway and getting onto the bridge, that was a toilet. And, yeah. and thank you for bringing your fast track. Yeah, that helped, huh? Yes, it did. Go right through the toll booth then. Yeah, so every weekend now, the good thing is that listeners get two beer shows out of us on Sundays. And the bad thing is i got to run back and forth. But uh, no big deal. It's good. Don't yeah. cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to be on Free FM and on my own network. Oh, no, no. what a tough life. If I'm crying about anything, it's this leg of mine. <laughs> hey, Daniela, can you rub that for him? Yeah. yeah. You need to rub my leg. Uh, no. <laughs> what do you have Dr. Scott for? Rub my own leg. <laughs> <laughs> but you always wanted I'll somebody dying on the air. Danielle, I'll rub your leg. I'm not rubbing his. I know. Sissy. <laughs> 888-401-BEER is our number. Give us a call and uh, ask us questions about beer and barbecue. Also, if you can make it there, you can join in the chat room and uh, ask all your questions to Daniela. Basically, we switched to a new server this week uh, in the hopes to make an upgrade, uh, both for you folks and for us. The old server worked okay for uh, our users. It was you know pretty fast, but it worked really bad for us uh, on the other end, doing the work on the website and my administrator, and it, it just really it, poor service and, and couldn't get access to it all the time. So we switched to this new service, which uh, you know said they could accommodate everything, and we had set it all up, and they said it looks like it's it going to be fine. Promises, promises, And uh, as you all know, if you've been trying to use the website and the forum over the last couple of days, it has come to a screeching halt. So I do apologize about that. We are now in the process of switching right back to where we came from. So it just takes a couple of days to put the domain back to where it was originally. So hopefully by midweek we'll be back to normal. You got guys going into withdrawal. Yeah. 
No, people, I was oh, getting... it's bad. You can't, I can't log on. Oh, my God. Emails, phone calls. I mean, the good news is that the reason our new server messed it all up is because we have so many yeah. people using our forum, and you guys are so awesome and always uh, going to the website and using it all the time, and uh, we bombarded their server. They just couldn't handle the traffic. I, I thought it was funny. I got on there, and I always look to see who's in the who's on the forum, who's, who's in there logged in. Yeah. And nobody... But there was eight guests, no. right? And, uh, that sounds a little funny to me. Yeah, because nobody could get. To What's it. the deal with the forum anyway? Are we going to lose all those posts of the last couple of days, or are they going to be safe? Do you last, have any idea? The whole last well, week. there's none really from the last couple of days anyway. Mm-hmm. They should the the forum. Uh, the, the whole website just switched. Mm-hmm. I think it made the switch on I want to say Friday. So. All of those posts that were being made up until Friday, and those were the only valuable posts because since now and then no one could use it, right. they'll still be there. Okay. Because it's all still... I never canceled the old deal. Um, I do a lot of dumb things, and this was, was not smart. one of my... This is one of my uh, smarter moments. Maybe the brightest moment of your life. It could be. The whole <laughs> old server is still intact, so the forum should be... like As soon as, as, soon as the domain switches back to that location, mm-hmm. everything should be just as it was. Like, it, like this was, whole thing was a big bad dream. Was that... The fact that you had foresight and you kept the old domain, or you just lazy and hadn't <laughs> done it yet. <laughs> foresight, Doctor Scott. Oh, yes. good, good. No, you know, it, it, I will, I'll, I'll change my self-deprecating fashion and actually say I, I definitely planned ahead on this one. I figured that there, you never know what could happen switching to a new server, right. so the old one is totally flufa all over the place. <laughs> I know, though, as a matter of fact, that we lost some of our emails. So if yeah. we don't reply to some specific emails, it's not because we don't want to. Yeah, we send them again. Save them later this week because it'll be in transition again. So I, I do apologize. We were trying to make it better for you. The good news is that this, both the chat room and the stream are are hosted on separate servers. Uh, so that shouldn't be affecting anything audio-wise, assuming you can get to the main page to, to tune in. If you're hearing this, you've done that. Chat so. room is running fine. Very good. All right. So everybody uh, good to hear it. just hang in there. We're getting things back in order. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. Some good feedback this week, everybody, as usual. Although not the last couple of days' worth of feedback, I'll tell you that. People pissed. I'll bet. But I don't have any of those emails here. Yeah, it's like, hey, come on, where's my forum, baby? Come on. No, actually, people weren't pissed. They were very cool, just wondering what happened. Are you guys going broke? Could you not afford a good server? <laughs> like, I, that kind of stuff was I'm happening. I'm surprised. We got enough techies out there that, yeah. you know, did they offer to so- solve the problem? Some have, have been, hey, call this person and let me know what's happening. And uh, People are very supportive. They haven't been too angry, actually. Um, okay. If you listened to last week's show, uh, you know about my brewing disasters, because we did a whole show on it. That was last week, right? Yeah. Dan? Okay. And I'm surprised. And you know what? Is a brewing your brewing disaster show? Yes. And the funny thing is, is that you wanted to go do a short show. Yeah. I, I think it was the longest show we've ever done. Yeah, it definitely was up there. <laughs> it just kept going and going. So all week, people have been contacting me about how they can help me brew, which I, I appreciate. I'll get back to emails about that. I just was working on this website thing. Um, although I hope everybody understands that uh, I, I'm basically opening myself up and doing shows like that. Because I want to help other people that have the same problems uh, that I do. Um, so I, I, 
I'm glad for all the reactions that I got of how to fix things and how to get things going. But I just also hope everybody understands that I was putting it all out there, just laying it on the line to give help to the uh, uh, silent uh, numbers out there that are having the same trouble. And I hope that it worked out that way. Although I didn't really get any emails that said, I'm still I'm having those problems. Thanks for doing it. I just got emails that said, man, are you a douchebag? <laughs> here's what you, you should have done. You get that every week. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, what has come out of that show is that now when you screw up your brew session, it's being called, uh, I basically pulled a Justin. <laughs> and these are the emails that I've been getting. They basically said, so I want to tell you about this brew I pulled a Justin. Oh, God. <laughs> a, a big Justin or a little Justin? <laughs> yeah, this depends on how you did yeah. it. That's like, great. Uh, I didn't get an email, but but Boob uh, sent me a message saying that he pulled a Justin because the, the beer he just uh, finished fermenting was, was really thin. He didn't have any of the body that he was looking for. That's definitely pulling a Justin. I do that all the time. Uh, this one that I have in the feedback section is from our uh, only India listener and the only home brewer in India, Indian Beer Geek sent us another email. We I, I introduced you to him last week. We did a little feedback from him. And he wanted me to know, uh, here is something you'd be interested in reading. I call it Justin's Curse. It's a bit long, but please read. I had the worst brewing day ever, or perhaps the worst brewing week ever. It all started with a shipment I was expecting from Northern Brewer. It contained Werflock, 5-2-pH um, stabilizer, and other ingredients. Until now, none of my shipments have been stuck in the Indian Customs, but this one got stuck. I had to go through hell calling Customs, going there, paying the duty to finally get the shipment. wasn't worth the damn trouble, and I almost gave up brewing. But this was just the start of his bad brewing week. Again, with the dedication there, Doc, that this guy, in order right. to get his... Uh, we talked about this last week. To get his stuff to brew, here I am complaining about what I have to go through to brew. Yeah. This guy goes to... He's got a fight with customs. Well, he gets his local grain 2,000 miles away. Exactly. His, his local grain's 2,000 miles away. So he's he's got to be dedicated with that one. Yeah. He goes on to say, I don't know what possessed me, but I decided to do a larger batch this time. I know. You're pulling a Justin. That's what says. you got to do more beer. More beer. He says, usually I make uh, two and a half liter batches, which are pretty small batches. Uh, but this one was about four liters. Um, not a lot when compared to the U.S. 5 to 10 gallon batches, but this is how my system is set up. So, started the mash and added 5.2 pH stabilizer as per instructions. The damn pH would not move below 5.7. Added some more and still the same. So I finally gave up and just continued with the mash. Then, because there was a lot more grain, uh, 1052 OG, he says, in a 4-liter batch. That's good. He says, I had problems with the temperature. My mash pot can be heated, but it took quite long. With a smaller batch, I know exactly how long it takes, but this was indeed frustrating. Anyway, got that going, and then decided to use a new louder ton, which gave me problems too. The wort was just not clearing. Had to use a muslin cloth to get clear wort. So he's definitely taken wow. doing. I mean, he followed my mistakes oh. step by step. No, he, it, no, he started doing your mistakes step by step. Yeah, it, let's throw a whole lot of new variables into yeah. it, and yeah. then let's get all screwed up. That's you. Yes, exactly. That's so you. <laughs> okay, so now he goes on. So far, so good, right? Well, that's what I thought. I started the boil, and instead of the usual three and a half liters wort volume, I had seven liters. Took longer than expected to reach the hot break, and then to reach my final batch of four liters. I ended up doing a one and a half hour boil, where I usually do a one hour boil. Not so bad in and of itself, Doc. A lot of us do uh, ninety minute boils. Yeah, you know, so it's just different from his normal process. 
He goes on, that wasn't the end of it. I added Warflock, uh, a one-fifth of a tablet, and ended up boiling that for 45 minutes instead of 20 minutes. That'll work. Yeah. Now, by the way, they do say, um, like, I think... <laughs> Jamil called me on this earlier. Every time I'm trying to think of who said something, I always go, I think it was Jamil that said... It might not have been Jamil. Uh, the lo- you can put the Warflock in at flame out, basically. You can put it in at one minute. And, uh, in fact, it works better later in the boil, so you don't necessarily have to do the standard 20 minutes. I just hate it when I'm all done, I got, I'm cleaning up, and I see the damn tablets sta- sitting there. <laughs> you totally forgot, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he says, finally, I cooled the wort and strained it into the fermenter. I could see big trube particles. Didn't pay much heed to it and let it ferment. A couple of hours into the fermentation, there were all kinds of protein trube clumps uh, were visible. Had to, he said, now, here's what he did because of that. He says, I had to filter everything again and inoculate fresh yeast. Can anyone tell me where I went wrong? Uh, he sent us a picture of it and, uh, and it's just basically, it, it's his wort fermenting with a bunch of big white chunks fermenting around in there. That's not really that bad, is it, Doc? No, and I wouldn't have messed with it at that point. Me neither. I've had that lots of times. I never mess with it. Yeah. That's not a good example. White uh, chunk floaters, yeah. Yeah, but that's not bad, is it? No, but then the more you mess with it, the, the more you're going to introduce problems with it. Okay. Yeah, so he should have just left that he alone. He should have just left it alone, let it do it, and if it worked, great. Yeah. If it didn't, but... I mean, what was he even trying to avoid by getting that stuff out of there? He, was, he wasn't sure what it was, and it scared him. Okay. And he's like, oh, it doesn't look right, and then you try to rectify it to make it back to what it, what it, you normally see. Yeah. But the more you mess with it, the more you filter it. The, he's putting it through a muslin bag. You're going to get problems with aeration and things. Is that a muslin bag? Yeah. <laughs> it's over there, probably. <laughs> Put it through a turbine that's a muslin bag? Yeah. Now, muslin bag, right? Which is what? Just, it's fine mesh. Yes. Yes. It's like, it's, yeah. Yeah. Fine mesh screen. Yeah, then you are, you're talking bacteria and stuff. You should have just left it in there, but, uh, well. But, you know, uh, he's only talking four liters. Right. So, you know, although he is only talking four liters, but to brew another batch, he's got to order from America and then fight with customs again. So he wants every batch to be perfect, and I don't blame him. He's brewing about a gallon at a time. Yeah. Wow. That's like what? That's a night's worth of beer every time he brews. For you. Yeah. I th- no, you could do that less than that. That's that's dinner for you. <laughs> dinner and maybe a stretch into dessert. Yeah. Uh, that's the end of his email. Indian Beer Geek, please send us an update of how that beer ends up turning out. I am curious. Hey, don't throw it out. And as Doc said, don't pull the Justin uh, to such detail that you actually change everything all in one brew. Right. Jeremy, right? You gotta If you get a new system, you got to start small. Start small, keep it simple. Yeah, that's Always. what they told me all last show. Keep it simple. Don't don't change a lot of parameters all at once. Yeah. No, never, not a lot at once. Okay, so there you go. Little advice, although you learned that from uh, the last show, or at least you should have. All right, uh, here, Danielle, a uh, uh, European email. Ooh, really? Somebody from Denmark. From where? From Denmark? Yeah. Oh, cool. Mm, good people. He starts off saying, first of all, sorry for my spelling. I'm from Denmark. So he's like Daniela. You know, he can hardly speak the English language. <laughs> I guess second, uh, thanks for a great show. I've been a long-time archive listener, and though I've never participated in the chat room fo- or, or forum or called in, I still feel like a part of the community around the Brewing Network. You're doing a great job. That's awesome. I that like to hear awesome. that. That is awesome. What's his name? Yeah, yeah. He's got too many balls in there. <laughs> yeah, no, no. This one, uh, Casper. Casper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't give his last name. Um, 
Okay, now for the third and most interesting part. You almost never talk about Denmark in your show. And we're actually having a bit of a beer revolution around here. In 2000, he said we had about 15 breweries in Denmark. And just this past April, we had 12 big breweries, 36 microbreweries, 15 brew pubs, and 26 micros uh, planning to open this year. Wow. And that's in a country with only 5.5 million people. So uh, he just wanted I, that is a beer renaissance a revolution That's going a good on thing. there. Yeah, a bunch of craft breweries going on in Denmark. I'm glad that you're letting us know about that. So I'm going to look more into it. Uh, thank you for sending that. And he goes on to just uh, wants us to know about one of them. One of the microbreweries is the uh, and he spells it award winning, just like Daniela would. <laughs> <laughs> it's the award winning, um, Olfabricken. Which uh, translates to beer factory, he mm-hmm. said. You can go to Olfrabicken. I'm sorry, Casper. I'm just terrible with pronouncing it. You He's are. Olfrabricken. DK, which is O L F A B R I K K E N. Olfabricken. Dot DK. Mm-hmm. Go there and check out this brewery that he's telling us about. Uh, he said that they're uh, a brewery that started in 2005 and they made Brewery of the Year in 2005. He knows the brewer there, and I guess uh, I'll summarize the rest of the, of the email. The brewer is coming out to visit Vinny uh, on wow. a, on sort of an internship, oh, kind of cool. checking things out thing. And he gave a he gave the brewer a heads up about us and said to go ahead and get and contact him and see if we can get him on the show. So I'm going to do that. I'd love to have a, a brewer from Denmark in here. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. I've been getting called out lately because our intro says uh, professional brewers from around the globe. Right? We to only your home. had Oz here, and Oz was our <laughs> around the globe, right? Oh no, we had my German friends and German beer That's experts true. on yes. the show. That was our, what our very first show. We yeah. were from around the globe. Yeah. So uh, I. Really thankful that Casper sent us this email, and I'm going to contact the guy. I'll contact right. Vinny, too, and uh, see if we can't make a show out of it. And you're going to see Danish people are just something else. They are so fun and so cool people. They're, I remember, like, they're, they're tall, just, too. They're tall, and they're beautiful, but mm-hmm. they're just cool at see, the same time. And so laid back when, um, for example, the Danish soccer team won before the uh, European Championship, which every country takes totally seriously. They just drank it up for two weeks, and they won the fucking thing. Yeah. So Danish people are just awesome, really. Yeah, that's oh, Thank you, Casper, right for my that. Brother, I appreciate my brother that. Mark, my brother-in-law was in Denmark, and he said the same thing. They're yeah. tall and beautiful people. Yeah. It's just it's amazing. And drunk. <laughs> it doesn't get better than tall and beautiful and drunk. Let's so you don't it. have to drink them pretty. Yeah. That's great. How would you do in a country of all tall, beautiful women, Doc? You'd well, be looking at a lot of boobs. Uh, or, or other things. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how tall they are. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I think I'd, I'd be having a good time. <laughs> uh, and then his PS was, if you have some of the brewcasters who are ever coming to Europe and would like to try the new beer heaven Denmark, just send him an email and he'll get us a place to stay and some beer to drink. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah, so that's cool. Uh, really nice. Okay, last thing. I got to get made fun of. It wouldn't be a feedback session. Of course not. It wasn't. Uh, I entitled this email, Brewcaster J, whiny bitch or just retarded? Hmm, <laughs> 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 it's a tough call. Says he's listening to the angry, honest, all grain show, and I couldn't help but wonder which of the above was true, or actually which was truer. On the whiny bitch front, and I'll do it in the apparent voice he wants me to use. This is hard, so I'm going to quit. I don't want to do the math. There's too much to think about. Relax. Don't worry. Have a homebrew? Fuck. I say bitch wine. Have eight homebrewers and smoke a hookah. <laughs> this is what he says I sounded like on the last show. Who is this person? <laughs> and then on the, ju- I'll tell you at the end, uh, on the just retarded front. 
Uh, I'm not sure how my new brew process works, so how about I just drink more beer? That ought to help. Even though I work with and am friends with some of the best home brewers around, I don't need to know what efficiency really means in my process. <laughs> Even though I work with and am friends with some of the best home brewers around, I don't need to ask one of them to brew with me while I learn the process. <laughs> He says, if I had to vote, I would just call you more of a whiny bitch and just slightly retarded. Great show. Love listening to you guys. Keep up the good work from Chad. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chad. I'll take the hint. I was trying to help. I figured I'd use myself as an example. That's what I get for it. <laughs> you if don't have to be whiny when you use yourself hey, as an example. Hey, if you're good for nothing else, at least you're good for a bad example. That's exactly right. And which... Which is just as good as any other kind of an example, because you should learn what not to do from me, right? And it worked. One of these days, guys, uh, I vow to brew an award-winning batch of beer, <laughs> and then you're all going to be sorry. You're going to be sorry you made fun of me, Daniela. Where are you going to end the We will beer? bow down. <laughs> Doc is going to cry tears of joy the okay, day I hand I will. an award-winning beer. Yes. I bet you I'm going to win one first. You know what's good about... Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Got a story about that in just a second. You know what's good about the vow that I just made? It's guaranteed to keep us around for a few years. <laughs> it's going to take me a while, right? Uh, compet- the the uh, Inland Empire Homebrewers Competition, that Southern California uh, 40 homebrew comp that I had you all send your beers yeah. into, I'm getting the results during today's show. I'm supposed to get our score sheets, uh, mine, score. Daniela's, and Doc's, so uh, we can read them. And make fun of me for what the judges and had to me. say about my beer. And hopefully Dr. Scott. And probably me too. Nah, <laughs> Doc's beer was that porter. It's it going to do well. Uh, and I, I, I'm hoping that uh, Christian, the organizer of the entire event, is going to call us up, talk to us about how it went. And then, if there were any BN uh, winners, which, come on, there has to be, right? Dr. Scott. We give good well, lessons. Oh, come on now. But I mean our listeners and everything. Yeah. Um, I get to call them on the air and tell them that they've won. Oh, Assuming we, that they weren't Because we get advance notice, right? He's going to send me notice. I gotta, he okay. says I'll have it by 6. So we're going to keep doing our thing here. We're going to start talking beer and barbecue with Jeremy here after the break. And we'll do that for half an hour. And then if he does have all that stuff to me by 6, we'll take, we'll divert a little bit and do competition results. And then we'll wrap up with the beer and barbecue. But that's cool, huh? We yes. get to read our score sheets for the first time on the air. I like the fact that we're getting it firsthand. Like, yeah. Like probably right up the judge's table. Exactly. So that's a cool thing. I'm stoked about it. I'm that. just wow. stoked about the review of our beers, you know, no matter what it says, even if it's a 13, whatever, but I'm just excited about what I they have to say. You, I still think you should have sent in that Bach from last week. I don't like my Bach, though. But you know what? It tastes like a Bach. And, and it does it really? Yes, it did. And you didn't like it because it was too alcoholic. And it was like a nice blonde Bach with a nice alcoholic well, bite. you got to taste that, it this week. It's getting better. I let that Bach, Bach age and maybe send this one into some other competition. Okay. But I just liked my ale, my blonde ale so much. So yeah. I sent that and because I really like that beer and I want to see if that's a good thing or not. We shall see. We shall. T- I have this weird suspicion. Daniela only wanted to send in two bottles of her beer. But you need to send in three to get judged, to for potentially best. be judged for best, best in show. show right. Which did, I didn't want at all because my beer is not that good. Well, she, so she only wanted me to send two bottles. But I thought, what a shame it would be if by chance they did think it was good enough to go to the best of show competition. And the only reason it didn't is because we were too stingy to send an additional bottle and of beer. That, and that's what it was because you guys were running out of bottles. Yes. Right. <laughs> we so. only have one left. Well, I sent three. 
I sent in three because I got this weird hunch that Daniela's beer was good enough no, to and go. Now you're wearing your pink glasses. You know what? It, if, if, <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> if, yeah, well, you're saying that because you like me so much. I like the beer so much. <laughs> hey, if, if she wins, yeah. we're going to Vegas, baby. We're not even going to finish the you show. You and Justin no. are going to go to we're Vegas? Because yeah. he, he had, <laughs> you got to go to work tomorrow. Doc and I are going to Vegas. Oh, yeah. He, he had a hunch, baby. We're going to go for it. That's right. If that hunch wins, right? Yep. Dr. Scott and I are going to go to Vegas. <laughs> like I, said, I don't care as long as I get to go to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, real quick beer news. I'm just going to uh, breeze through it real quick, and then we got to take a break. I uh, just wanted everybody to know that New York State has just recently passed a law. Um, they got rid of their uh, their liquor blue laws. Governor George Pataki signed into law Thursday a bill allowing sales on Sunday to start at 8 a.m., superseding the former start time of noon. The midday law was part of a decades-old blue law to regulate Sunday activities. So good. That's good. Congratulations to New Yorkers. Now when they're going to have their Sunday barbecues, they don't have to wait till noon to go buy their or, beer. Oh, they don't have to think early on yeah. Saturday. Oh, we gotta That's stock a up. beer revolution. Yes. That's Congratulations right. for liberating yourself. And if they're doing the all-nighter thing and they're totally hammered at like 7 a.m. and run out of beer and they have a sober driver to get them to the store, it'll open again at 8 for them to keep yeah. right on going. Oh, good. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to uh, give uh, a shout-out to you New Yorkers. Congratulations on being able to buy beer at 8 a.m. on Sundays. Uh, and then finally, the uh, you know the campaign for real ale in England there, Doc? Yeah. Otherwise known camera. as Camera. Uh, they surveyed a thousand drinkers about a new measure that will measure third of pint tasters. They found that 61% of 25 to 34-year-old women thought it would help people to try new beers in a more responsible way if when they went to the pub they could have glasses that marked a third of a pint instead of having to try real ale in full pints that you might not like. So they're really pushing this hmm. measure. They, uh, the, they can't just do tasters like we do here? They can't. They don't. They do pints there. Uh, so they say that uh, a third of pint is a traditional measure uh, in real ale. So they're releasing the result of their research ahead of the Great British Beer Festival, which starts Tuesday. I think that should be this coming Tuesday at London Earl Court. New glasses with the third of, p- of pint line marked on will be used at the festival. Research and information manager Ian Lowy said the, ma- the measures would help people uh, to sensibly sample different beers and ciders. I don't think that's necessary. If you're going to go to a beer festival, I don't like the little small glasses. I like the pints. I like the little glasses. That's what they say. They say the new stemmed glasses are stylish. They're stylish. And will appeal to younger festival goers, female drinkers, and those who want to sample new beers. That's me. So uh, I guess their research is working. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, I like it because it stays fresh and you get the best out of it, you know. And you just can't go back. I mean, usually there's not a line of people. Yeah. Oh, my pints stay fresh. I'll bet. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. More. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're here with Jeremy Sowers of the Emergency Barbecue Company, and we're going to talk beer and barbecue when we come back with Jeremy and find out about his history as a brewer, too, because it's actually pretty damn interesting. You're listening to The BN. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. For 
almost 13 years, the Bistro in Hayward has been providing East Bay its premier spot for top-notch microbrew, wine, and live entertainment. They have an intimate bar setting rotating 12 of the best microbrews available on tap, over 40 Belgian beers by the bottle, and a large outdoor beer garden. Add a great selection of wines, port, and champagne, as well as a full lunch menu all day, appetizers by night, and no cover charge ever. And you've truly got a great time out. The Bistro is holding their ninth annual IPA Festival Saturday, August 12th from noon till 7. They'll be closing Main Street to capture summer street party desires, serving 50 different IPAs on tap, accompanied by live music and a huge barbecue all day long. Your $20 admission proceeds go to the East Bay Bat Ray Swim Team and the Hayward Prince of Animals and get you five tastes and commemorative glassware for you to keep. The Bistro is located at the corner of B and Main Street in Hayward, two blocks from Hayward Park at 1001 B Street. To learn more about the Bistro, go to the-bistro.com. And now back to the Brewcaster. The Brewcaster on the Brewing Network. That's rock and roll right there, Doc. Look good. Lots of rocking, baby. Welcome back. You're on the Barbecue and Beer Show. I hope that some of you folks at home plan to have a nice listener party barbecue with us. We're not doing the full barbecue here in the studio, which is my fault. I spent so much time uh, trying to fix the website uh, this week that we weren't able to plan it. But I've already spoken to Jeremy, and I think uh, sometime in the future we're going to try to actually do the barbecue live on the show. We can do that. We'll just set it up right here out the side. And uh, and do the whole deal. That'd be so cool. We yeah. have the technology, don't we? Yes, we do. We have fire. We have meat. And we've got beer. <laughs> what else do you need? <laughs> fire, meat, and oh, beer. Oh, it's good. That's got a T-shirt written all over it, right there. <laughs> fire, beer, meat. Yeah. What more do you need? <laughs> and the only problem would be figuring out which order it should go in. <laughs> <laughs> those are those are like Doc's three favorite things too. Do, fire is almost up there with it's beer there, for baby. Doc. It's up there. <laughs> Jeremy Sowers of the Emergency Barbecue Company is with us though, and he did bring us in some barbecue to try out anyway. And and we're going to talk all about how to do that. And like I said, I hope some of you listeners did uh, plan yourself some barbecue. If not, take this uh, advice and recipes that we're going to uh, steal out of Jeremy today, and uh, you'll be well on your way to doing uh, professional beer barbecue yourself. Which uh, I was surprised to find out that that's what you do. You're a professional beer barbecue company. That is, uh, that was the premise of starting the uh, the whole company. There was incorporating the beer into the barbecue. Okay, and and you were a brewer first. Always been a brewer, and just in the last few years, I I was kind of stupid and thought, ooh, I'm not making enough money. At- I'm going to start a, a company, and I'll make some extra money part-time, right? <laughs> I'll start my own business and make some extra money on the side. Yeah. 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 Right. He pulled a Justin. <laughs> I did. I pulled a Justin. Yeah. You should have gotten the job as a bartender or something if you wanted money on the side. Bingo. <laughs> but it is, it's it's worked out well. Okay. Uh, I must say I really enjoy it. How long you been doing this? This is the third summer now. Is that right? Yeah, and it's growing every year. That's great yeah so you're a full-time brewer full-time brewer and then on weekends and nights you do the the barbecue weekends and nights uh you know we we do corporate functions monday through friday um, okay. stuff like that so you know you got a barbecue call me we can work it into the schedule that's great 
uh, we'll give all your info. You, right now, you can go to emergencybbq.com, right? Emergencybbq, just ah. the letters, dot com. Emergencybbq.com if you want to check out what we're talking about. Now, uh, I met Jeremy through Drake's Brewing Company because they have their Friday barbecues out at Drake's all the time, and then they did a, a festival there not too long ago. Are you always their barbecue guy? No, no. I'm good friends with Roger and Melissa. Okay. Uh, and they were having that festival, and he knew I'd, I'd been doing the barbecue and stuff, so he thought, hey, let's incorporate the barbecue into the festival. Festival, yeah, and roll with that. So we went ahead. I got some of the Summit Hot beer from him. Yeah, marinated everything in that. So really made it a, a cool event. That is cool. Yeah, you know, it, it was good food, and that's how I met Jeremy there, and 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 you know exchanged the business cards, and uh, here we go. Now we got you. Yeah, it's all good. All right, let's find out. Uh, I, I'm curious about your history as a brewer, and then how you ended up into the cooking. So let's start at the beginning. At the beginning, uh, I, I my former life was as a paramedic. And I was in between paramedic jobs at the time and came back to the Bay Area. And uh, at the time, there was no paramedic jobs available. Okay. And needed something to make ends meet, got to pay the rent. Sure. So I found an ad. Uh, Gordon Beers was looking for Keg Boy. If you ah. Know. I preferred Racking Man. Sure. But it was Keg Boy at the keg time. Boy. <laughs> yeah. Is that what the ad said? We need a Keg Boy? <laughs> Not in so many words. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you went in and you, you, you did the, checked everything out and it was basically cleaning, filling kegs, yeah. uh, hauling grain around to the three barrier brew pubs and just general crap work. Knowing Dan and Gordon Biersch, it probably did say Keg Boy, but it was in German. You know. What's what's Keg Boy in German, Daniela? You know how to say Keg Boy? Keg Boy. Yeah. You guys don't really use the word keg, do you? No, we don't what's use What's the similar... Fuss. So, what would... Fass. Fass Jünkchen. Fass Jünkchen. That's probably what it said, <laughs> knowing Dan. Or in Bavaria, would say Fass Depp. Okay. Because a Depp is like a person who has to do everything, you know. Oh, yeah. Schlepper. Okay, that's probably more like what <laughs> yes. it was. The schlepper. Yes. The schlepper. Yes. <laughs> well, we love uh, Gordon Biersch around here, so that's cool to know that that's where you made your start as a uh, Fasch Depp. Yes. Right? Schlep. Schlep. I, was, I will always be indebted to Dan for the opportunity. So. Did you like working for Dan? You could be honest. I did. I did. Dan was always a real good, fair guy. You know, a man that dedicated to brewing yeah. and quality and everything was always really good. Damn it. I can never get any dirt on that guy, Doc. because <laughs> <laughs> there's no dirt. I know. There's not. I He's a good trying. man. Plus, he'd hear it if I said something. So, <laughs> so you small started. community. You know, got to be careful. <laughs> That's right. So you started just filling his kegs and stuff? Uh, yeah, just filling his kegs and uh, got the opportunity when they uh, opened the uh, large bottling facility down in San Jose yeah. to go down there and help them actually open that up. Beautiful. install a new bottling line, a new kegging line, um, new brew house, everything like that. Yeah. Uh, so that was a really unique opportunity, and there was only five of us on the production team, so we had to learn all the jobs. Wow. So I wasn't just filling kegs. I was running the bottler. I was running the pasteurizer. I was running the caser, yeah. the uncaser, so all that kind of things. And that's a huge state-of-the-art facility. That was, I mean, it was a brand-new Crohn's bottling line, $500,000. We had the very Ooh. first Alpha Laval Flash pasteurizer. Um, you know, we were doing upwards of six, seven thousand cases a day by the time we were rolling. So wow, yeah, that's, that's a, lot a lot of beer. beer. You could even drink that. Much. No, not nah. even me, Doc. They you know, was. our our very own uh, John Brewcaster John went and did the bottling line tour with Dan a couple of weeks ago to check out the facility, and he was blown away. He was telling me about it. it he said it was just uh, the amount of science and technology that's in that building, and how closely monitored. 
every part of that bottling process is. It, Very much. Is that right? Same for you. you yeah. You know, and you had to learn every bit of it. Every bit of it. You know, it was that was one of the fun things was cross training. Uh, the 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 kind of the European tradition for brewmaster training is you need to learn everything. Yeah. Go sweep the floors, start there, and call me in a year. Yeah. Right. If you have a good attitude. You know, I'm going to contradict myself right now after last week's show, uh, because even though I'm trying to skip ahead and, and brew great no. beer instantly, it, it, as a, as a, in, in work, as a work ethic, I actually don't really feel that way about things. I believe that that is a great way to become a professional brewer. It was, the same with any job. I think you should always start, Absolutely. you should start in the mail room if you're corporate. You should start in the bottle room if you're a brewer. So here I am doing the whole contradiction, but I do believe in that. I think that's a great way to come up. So do I, and it's, Jeremy has a very good point. It's really a German thing too, or a European thing. All of our crafts make you do that. You go through a three year apprentice Intensive ship mm-hmm. or internship usually and this is when you learn your job and really you start from the very bottom and then you make your career you know but you learn everything and you don't forget where you came from and you don't you can relate to the people who do your job after you and that's very important and you know what you're talking about most of all that's so you true. should do the same so i can know what i'm talking about right mm-hmm. it's important so you went up through the whole bottling line. Did you end up a brewer at Gordon Beers too? I did not. Um, I went through brewing school while I was working for them. Okay. And then after w- what brewing school? American Brewers Guild. Um, I was part of their first internet correspondence course for uh, brewing science and engineering. Great. Uh, which worked out well at the time because I couldn't take five six weeks off to go yeah and live in Woodland and not get paid sure. and go to school. Who can? Dan Gordon was nice, but he wasn't that nice. <laughs> yeah. So went through that, and in the process of learning the whole internet, this new internet thing that was going on, yeah. um, discovered the Pro Brewer page, and that was where I found Bermuda Triangle Brewing Company. What's the Pro Brewer page? Is just Pro ProBrewer.com is okay. a is a community resource that has everything from information to um, classified ads, job job listings, job listings. Yeah, that. yeah, that's the the best place to go besides say your former school's website if you're looking for a brewing job yeah. okay. anywhere in the world. Yeah, literally. Um, Great. And as opposed to staying with Gordon Beers and continuing the, the ranks and only brewing one type of beer, yeah. I opted uh, for a position as a brewer for the Bermuda Triangle Brewing Company in Bermuda. Okay. So, wow. Yeah. That wasn't a tough decision to make either. I'll bet. I'm going to Bermuda. Yeah. Got my shorts. I'm going. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to brew by day and do nothing by night. I did a lot of scuba diving, let me tell you. Yeah? A lot of scuba diving. That's a great gig. How long were you out there? I was out there for just a uh, under a year. Uh, what had happened is I was brought out as one of two new brewers. We were uh, starting a new brew pub out there. And uh, we were brought out to install the new brewing system and continue production at the microbrewery. Okay. Unfortunately, the brew pub concept, we were just in charge of the beer, not the management. Yeah. It went south and sunk the microbrewery. Oh. So, um, it, in turn, when you don't have a job in Bermuda, yeah. you can't just get another one. You have to leave first. Oh, really? Yes. And when the island's only microbrewery closes and you're a brewer there. <laughs> yeah. That's it, huh? Yeah, no. Oh. So, but that was a really good time. I got a chance to to learn how to install a brewing system, run a uh, 30-hectoliter microbrewery along with a small bottling line. Okay. Pretty much everything I was doing at Gordon Beers on a smaller scale, but brewing twice a week, 60 hectoliters a week. That's great. Yeah. So, Good and then deal. installed a seven-barrel DME system. Okay. Which was really fun. So you're like 
top to bottom. You're a nuts and bolts brewer. You can do all of it. I can. I, that's one of the things that Jack's, uh, I think that they, they love most about me is, you know, I can brew great beer and I can fix the toilet too. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they, you know, especially, Jack's is a smaller uh, microbrew, right? We're just a brew pub. Just a brew yep, pub. We're a sports bar brew pub. Yeah. Um, we've got 18 television sets, a nice little 10 barrel system. Nice. Um, I've got seven beers on tap. Uh, okay. Everything is my recipe, um, my house yeast, um, designed right. by me. So. See, that, that's really nice being a brewer yeah. when you don't come on board and they tell you what to brew. No, it was neat. Yeah, and it, there's all, all facets of that. You can get in there and they say, you're going to brew this like we want you to brew it. Yeah. Or they'll give you five recipes and they'll say, we want to have these on tap, do it any way you want. Right. Or you, it's like, hey. Put some beer out there. That's it. When I did my job interview, was basically tasting the beers and telling them how I could improve them. Really? And yeah. And yep. then you know, having two people ask me to walk them, talk them through a brewing process. Yeah. And you know that they've deer in the headlights. They don't know what you're talking about. So you could have said anything. How much fun do I want to have? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, well, you got to put the schnitzel in the Walliver. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, the canooter valve. <laughs> Don't ever open the canooter valve. Yeah, you never open. Listen, when that you, light is on, yes. do not open that canooter valve. If you touch anything in this brew house, don't let it be the canooter valve. Absolutely. So there's always that fear. Well, and they're like, why do we have the canooter valve? Don't just don't, don't worry. To, you about don't it. need to know that. You yeah. bought the brewing system. Jesus, you paid over a hundred grand for it. For and you don't know what the canooter. Yeah. yeah, they're like, like, if you have to ask, <laughs> you have to ask. Then you should not touch the canooter valve. They're like, shit. Did the other guy ever touch the canooter valve? I don't, I don't know. Which, which one's the canooter valve? We better, uh, we better get this guy on board. Yes. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Are yeah. you home brewers out there? Next time you go to a professional brewer's brewery, ask him about the canooter valve. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. I wonder if I ever fucked with my canooter valve. I'll bet you have. About, about <laughs> twice a day. Yeah. I'm just going to touch that. <laughs> 888-401-BEER is the number. Uh, give us a call anytime you want to. You can talk to Jeremy all about this kind of stuff. Now, we're drinking your pale ale right now. Is that right? This is Jack's Brewing Company Hardwood Pale Ale. It's a nice pale ale. It's, it's a really smooth it is. and nice pale ale. A great malt. And hoppy like a West Coast pale ale too. It's not a. It's not an English. No, no, I don't do the English, but I also don't overdo the California West Coast thing with the Cascade hops. Yeah. Um, I know that there's a lot of other great hops out there. Mm-hmm. What do you? Can, w- there is a different hop in this. What is yeah, it? The the bittering is Simcoe. Okay, which is a fairly new hop, and then I'm finishing with uh, Liberty and Fuggles. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could taste the fuggles is that coming what, through. Yeah, there's something I was tasting different in there. It yeah. might, what do I know? It could be the yeah, fuggles. Right. It could be something but else. But it, it's 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 nice. It's not like in your face bitter. Right. And right. It's, it's very well. The mall just balances out the hops, and the hops is really complex. It's not just one thing in your face. That's it. I try to. I I go for a balance. I want everything to shine through, but I don't want any one thing in particular to dominate the palate. Yeah. Hey, that's a great thing. It's thing. definitely a hop lover beer. Yeah, it's it's got the hops, but it won't it won't offend you. Like you said, it doesn't have a big bitterness yeah. to it. Some pale ales I've tasted, there's not enough malt to counteract all that bitterness. You know, that was the first thing that came through on this. So just a real smooth and nice malt you got going on there. One of the things unfiltered. That, yeah, everything is uh, unfiltered and naturally carbonated. And I use a lager yeast at ale temperatures for all of my beers. Really? Yes, I'm a I'm a steam brewer. Am okay, I to say that word. But no, you're not. The anchor <laughs> no. will come and get you. <laughs> 
<laughs> Come on, Fitz. You're a California common brewer. Yes. yes. Um, so all of my beers are California common. But we won't call you a common brewer. You know, it's funny. I get people. I, I we don't even bother to tell the general public in the in the pub because otherwise, well, wait. So I'm drinking an amber lager. Yeah. And an India pale lager. Yeah. But I don't. I don't. I don't know that. That's right. not good. I don't like the beer. <laughs> Well, so. hey, hold that thought, because I, wa- I don't want to just brush over that. I want to talk about you using uh, the lager yeast at Ale Temps. we got to take a call right here. What, what, it, what Ale Temps? And, uh, okay, you, I'm, I'm pushing you, Let's come back to it, because uh, I don't want to just brush over that. No. See, now that could be a whole show oh, right here. We're going to have to do a brief version so we can get to barbecue. It's a new cool thing. <laughs> it is. It's, 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 cool it's uncharted ground. Christian, you're on the air with us. What's happening, brother? Hey, guys. How you doing? What's We're up? Doing real well. Now, this is Christian, the organizer of the beer competition in Southern California there oh, that we've been cool. encouraging you all to uh, get your beer sent into. Did you get my voicemail this morning? Yes, I sure did. Yeah, because I didn't... Your I, beer was entered correctly. I talked to Justin last night, too. So. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't get the voicemail till this morning. I hooked it That's up, cool. Doc. Don't worry, man. I thought, that, I thought the rookie screwed it up. Nah, I... T- <laughs> hey... It's my beer that I screw up. Other people's beer I take care of. All you had to do is, like, enter it. Yeah. <laughs> and fill out the form properly, which I didn't do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Christian called me. He did a fine job. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Christian. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So um, I either my email's not working, which is which is highly likely right now, or I didn't you know get what? our score sheets. You know what? I've got a lot of crazy things going on right now. Matter okay. of fact, I'm just getting back from the competition. It okay. ran really long. Well, you, guys from the Brewing Network. Oh, you had a lot were of beers. Amazing. Did, they were they were flooding our competition with beers. All right. Thank we you, Beaners. We thought we had like we thought we had like maybe ba- barely over 100 beers. Yeah. We had 210 beers. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Hey. yeah we we got beers from Hawaii, Kansas, uh, Louisiana, just everywhere you can think of. That is the BN bringing it strong. Big yeah. round of applause for our oh. listeners for really oh, coming yeah. through on this. And that and, I appreciate. And it wasn't just that, that, you know, individual entrants from the BN were sending in entries. Yeah. We were getting, like, crates of stuff, like boxes. <laughs> the guys were sending in, like, 24. <laughs> I know, like... A few guys are just sending in crazy amounts of entries, you know? Yeah. I think that's amazing. Ah, that's the fellas right. around here. I love it. And did you have yeah. enough judges for it all? Um, excuse me? Did, did, you, have you, did you have enough judges for all that? Well, you know, we could have we could have used more. We had about um we had about twenty two judges. Yeah. Maybe twenty two, twenty five judges today. And uh it was it was it was a long day, you know. Sure. Um, we had a bunch of tables going on at the same time and those guys were uh you know, they were they were good. Uh, good to you know, some of them were driving as far away as Nevada yeah. to come out to judge for us, and and uh, you know they uh, they really hung in there. I, I know it's not torture. I sure, mean, they're, they're going to drink some great beers and stuff and hang out. Yeah, but uh, still, you know, it was a long day, so they were they were great. Okay, and uh, you know, I I had promised you to give you a ton of information. Yeah, and you, you got know? none of it, huh? And I got I got some. Okay, and the. <laughs> And and uh, I will say that the best in show, the best in show, uh huh, was a TBN guy. <gasps> yeah, oh, that's cool. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to tell you on the air who it was, but you can call him and surprise him, or okay, you handle it whichever way you want. But I'll give I'll give uh, Danielle the number off the air. Oh, okay, let's do cool. that. And you can talk to him about your group. So uh, oh, one no. of our BNers won best in show. Wow, All that's right. Great. Oh, that's that's okay. smoking. Go on. What else you got, Christian? I also have some other good news for you. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, here we go. Dr. Scott, yeah, you won first place in your category. Wow! Yes. With an awesome, 
awesome stout. That's that uh, coconut that's, stout that's we had. Like the coconut, the coconut chocolate stout. stout. Yeah. And yeah. and won a gold. Now, uh, if I ask you how many uh, were in that category, just because I'm I'm kind of a stickler like that, I want <laughs> I want to know what the first place means. Was he the only beer in the category? Yeah, Th- that's that's a good point. You know, I don't have the full list. I just printed up. I'm using this new program called Pickup. Okay, it's available uh, for free over the uh, over the uh, BJCP.org. It's called Hick- Hiccup. Yeah, it's HCCP. <laughs> nice. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. And uh, Anyway, so it printed me out, you know, basically first, second, and third in each category. Okay. And uh, I don't have the computer right in front of me. But I know, I do know that you got uh, a 36.5. Oh, nice. Wow. And you, people just loved it. Yeah. You know? It's one of those crowd-pleasing bears. It's just awesome. Doc you know, I never would have thought to, to put coconut and stout together. And it, it was just, uh, I, frankly, the guys at the judging table drank it all. Yeah. They said it was amazing. Ah. The secret is that he, Doc told me this uh, when he was drunk. He doesn't want anyone to know. It wasn't actually coconut. It was Hawaiian Tropic, SPF 30. <laughs> yeah. You, really? It's the canuba oil that really comes out. Right, Doc? <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, that doesn't sound so appetizing. But, uh... but no, it, it's a big crowd pleaser. Most people tell me it's like it's like drinking a Mounds bar. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Can you tell us what you what you did? Did you use extract, or is that a secret? No, no, no. I I used uh, I, I've tried brewing with uh, with real coconut. I've toasted it. I've gone through the whole thing, and I and it's it's tough to hit where I want with it. It's a little too much, a little too little. So I, I went to extract at bottling, and a coconut extract at bottling, and I put I lined up ten beers. And uh-huh. I, I put. One drop in one, two drops in the next one, three drops in the next one, four, all the way up, and had a blind tasting with them. And the one with the three drops of extract in it, in 12 ounces, is the smoking one. It's not too much, it's not too little, and it just works out. And, and basically, uh, I just brewed the stout like I like a stout, so. It, it, that's amazing. You know, it seems like that's the way the winners really do it. They just kind of do one little variable over and over again yeah. until they get it right. Mm-hmm. That's and, uh, what they tell me. Personally, I haven't had the patience to do that yet, but you know that's what you need to do. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So you didn't get to taste any of it. I got to, you know, a couple of people flagged me down, but uh, I was like, uh, I was running around like crazy. This is the first year I've organized before. Yeah, and I, and I heard it was a lot bigger than last year too. And yeah, and uh, it was. Uh, well, what happened is this is a long, sad story. This is why we kind of uh, I talked to Justin in the first place. <laughs> the guy who who had uh, a couple years ago, they had gotten it up to about three hundred entries. Oh, and uh, and then uh, last year they were supposed to do a switch where they gave the contact sheet to the guy, the next the, the next VP who was going to run the contact, and he left. And uh, one guy left it at the uh, at the uh, brew pub, and it disappeared. Oh, so the guy last year had sixty five entries. He just started mailing people at random. He didn't have anybody to contact. Gotcha. So, um, well, looks like for next year we got another ninety entries to get you back to your original numbers. <laughs> that <Yeah>. sounds great. <laughs> you know, it was it was really uh, 
it really helped us out. Cool. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Hey, no problem. You've done a tremendous job. That's great. I'm, uh, you know what? Well, I, I know all our, our listeners are looking forward to the feedback yeah. from, from the judges because they just love that. And that's who I want to pass this thanks to, not us. It's the listeners who responded and sent in all that beer. So good for you guys for, uh, you know, it, it, you're really helping out. Anytime you help out a brew competition, and in this case you're helping out a, a homebrew club as you're doing the competition, you're doing right by the Brewer's Code. You're doing right by everything homebrewing. Yeah. So good for you guys. Nice work. Came into that, yeah. All right, what else you got for, uh, you got any other award winners to tell us? You know, I wish I did, but the, the sheet, I, you know, I, can I get back to you guys and give you guys a, a more thorough report, like, you, next Sunday? Uh, you can, although we did get some inside information. I hope it's true. We got okay. some inside information from one of our listeners who was there. I think, is he going to call in mm-hmm. as well? Do you want to wait for him to call in? Sure. All right, let's wait. Because I think we did, did get a listing of a couple of other people uh, from the BN that did well, too. Um, okay. Uh, here's what I want you to do. You can give us a list next week. That'd be fine. If you should happen to come across a list, say, in the next hour and a half, Christian, you could call back. Yeah, I should be home pretty soon, so I should be able to give you something a little bit more comprehensive. Are you driving home? Yeah, I am. Uh, okay. Right. Yeah, because that's why you can't like whip up the laptop and right. give us all the info. Yeah, okay, I understand. Exactly. So do us a favor if you can. I know you've been working hard. You're gone all day. Uh-huh. If you can come up with a list when you get home, just give us a call back. It won't take long to announce some winners. I want the I want the BNers to know who won. You know. Okay. Very good. Okay. Here's well, I should be giving you a call in about a half an hour. Then, guys. Okay. Awesome. Let me put you on hold right now first, and you can give the best in show phone number to Daniela though. Excellent. And then we'll thanks do. Again, guys. Hey, thank you, man. Hey, good work on the competition, and and thanks for letting us know. And we'll Great. talk to you in about a half hour. Sounds good. All right, I'll hang, talk to you soon. hang on just a sec. All right. Okay. There you go. So that's uh, Christian that's Sierra, and uh, wow. he is the uh, organizer of the entire competition. Hot off the press. Doctor Scott takes a first place. Cool. And, I, and you know what? If I probably wouldn't have entered unless you like pestered me like that. And I did pester you. He as did, he did. He did. As I pestered all the listeners, and uh, everyone responded. Hey, thanks for sending that in for me. I'm real curious now about the list of of winners because uh, I I bet it's full of TBNers. Oh yeah. You know. It's I think so. Good. Yeah, because it's. The the people that listen here, they've gotten better brewing. Yeah. They were already good brewers. They just don't know it. They and because they, they've not done competitions, and now they they love our feedback when we they send us beer. Yeah, and we taste it, and they just love it. Now they're gonna get some professional judges just ripping through their beer, just telling them everything that's good about it. So yeah. it, it's all great. Now, way to bring it strong, everybody, and you are going to get good feedback out of it. Uh, like I said, we do have another insider who could give us a call now if you're listening. He said he was at the uh, at the competition, and he had some results for us, too. He's driving right now, I think. He called from his cell phone who's because the, he just left the competition. Who's the listener? Did he say he's going to call back? Oh, Big Bad Yeah, he Brad? said he would call back, like, I don't know, around 6.30, 6.45, maybe. Okay. Well, I hope so, because now I'm really excited to find out who, who the heck well, else Well, Christian's going to call back, too, in like half an hour. All right. We need to know who the winners are. You know what I'm saying? Especially now, you got the best in show information there with you, Daniela. I do. You do. Mm-hmm. Shall we make that call now before we go to break? We totally could. It's um, I can give you the category. It was a category 18A, uh-huh. and the beer was a PBB Belgian Blonde. A Belgian Blonde. Yes. Very cool. All right. Should I call him? Yeah, call him up. We'll we'll, we'll do some mindless banter for a few minutes. You dial the number. Um, did he get? He gave you the number. Yeah. 
And you got to do the uh, the code first, right? Because we're too cheap to have long distance service here in the me? studio. <laughs> it's just ten ten three two one. I'm not afraid. Right to down say the it. middle, You're baby. Not to say that. Dial down. <laughs> that's the other. Dial down the middle. Ten ten three two one, and then one, and then the number. And then one. Okay. Yeah, and then one, and then the number. So let's see if we can't get this guy on the horn here, and uh, and we'll, we'll actually announce the best in show. Uh, that, that's cool. That is cool. I bet this is the first time it's ever been done. Uh, doing some co- competition announcements live on the air, and, and just hours after it's been, you know, yeah, done. See, Jeremy, you're here for history in the making, man. I guess so. I'm sitting next to a first place uh, award winner here. That's, That's really nice. Hey, first you open a, a world class bottling line, and then you get to sit next to a world class home brewer. I do, yeah, you know. Yeah. That's I like. You gotta love that. <laughs> you're moving up in the world. I am. You know, I almost feel like the one that I won at the state fair. You know, geez, I'm not so proud of myself now. <laughs> I like this. Doctor Scott's the man. Hey, of the moment. <laughs> All right, I think we have our, our caller on the air. We do. He's even listening to the show. Oh, you've been listening. I've been listening. <laughs> who, who are we talking to? This is Verge or Brew Buddy on the, on the forum. Brew Buddy? Brew Buddy. <laughs> Brew Buddy, you won best in show, my friend. That is so cool. <laughs> you better be dancing around the, the living room, man. Uh, yeah. I'm just kicked back, tossing ba- back a few right now. Well, now you can toss back a few more in celebration, my uh, friend. You better call in sick tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, is this your first competition? No. No. <laughs> is it your first best in show? No. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Don't be ashamed of that, man. So you're a, you're a veteran hey, kick-ass it's, competitioner. It's, it's good every time, man. Yeah. I, I just keep plugging away, trying. Hey, you're obviously doing something right. You got any of this award-winning beer left? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> if you did, I was going to make you drink it all tonight anyway. No, I, I was going to make him send it to us. <laughs> <laughs> I had thought of that first, and then my less selfish side said, eh, I let the man get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hey, man, you, did you, you put down Brewing Network as your club. You betcha. Thanks, love, man. I love that. Thank yeah. you. I just took my inventory. I only got three of those left, and they're going to another competition. Hey, you do it. You win <laughs> another one, man. And, I mean, how cool is I said that when we were leading up to this thing. I said, I want to hear a bunch of Brewing Network guys in the award uh, you know, listings. Yeah. And here we here we go getting best of show. <laughs> that, that's cool. <laughs> Good work, my brother. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, maybe give us a call back when you get your score sheets, although I'm sure they all just say friggin' fantastic. <laughs> but I wouldn't mind knowing what they rated your beer and that whole bit. So uh, let and, us know. And, you know, maybe you can post the recipe for okay. the rest of us. That'd be yeah. great. Sure. Yeah, do that as soon as the forum works again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Go on there and give us that uh, that best in show recipe of yours. You betcha. Hey, good work and congratulations, all man. Right, thanks, guys. All right, brother. All we'll right. see you. Bye. Yeah, that's so. I'm so stoked about. I think I'm more excited than this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. About the BN getting the best in show. I want some barbecue. <laughs> okay, let's do a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll get into barbecue. Uh, we're gonna have to briefly d- discuss this uh, lager yeast at Ale Temps. Yes, we do. And we'll we'll try to get uh, through that and get you some info about that, and then do the the barbecue deal uh, right after that. Did you bring us a lot of food, Jeremy? I brought plenty. Yeah. Look at the guy I'm with. Are you kidding me? He said he was hungry. <laughs> He's got his partner, Mike, with him. His big boy, ready to eat. We got Chad, too. This is the first time we're allowed to eat on the air, fellas. We'll be right back. It's the Brewing Network. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
Francisco's historic Haight-Ashbury isn't just a neighborhood. It's a beacon of progressive thought and social responsibility. At Magnolia Pub and Brewery, that beacon shines as strong as ever. Proprietor and brewmaster Dave McLean is dedicated to sustainable agriculture and handcrafted quality. At Magnolia, you'll find a different kind of pub menu that celebrates local gourmet food, honors tradition, and embraces seasonality. Dave's English-inspired cask-conditioned ales complement every dish and showcase the myriad of ways beer and food can be paired to make both more enjoyable. Visit Magnolia at 1398 Haight Street in San Francisco and see for yourself. Really, you won't be disappointed. For a taste of what's ahead and to sign up for Magnolia's newsletter that'll keep you up to the minute on Magnolia's ever-changing ale selection and gourmet menu, go to magnoliapub.com. Magnolia is not just another brew pub. It's a passionate expression of excellence, sustainability, quality food made from scratch, and of course, exceptional handcrafted beer that'll wow the most discerning beer lover. Visit Magnolia and the corner of Hayton Masonic. Sunday night, 5 o'clock rolls around. What's that sound? The voice of the brewing underground. I rush home. What's with the Abacast stream? Goddamn, it's almost time. Why don't you work fucking day at 5.02? I reboot. Ask at iTunes. I hope Justin made the free FM commute. I'm on. Thank God, not a moment too soon. Holy shit, I just got booted out of the chat room. I won't crack, motherfucker, when you do your risk in 02. I'll hail the local JC. Do like we told you. Do what they say. Well, okay, at least mostly. And hit that fucking world. You're listening to three guys. Excuse me, what about me? Yeah, sorry. You're listening to three guys and one girl use a radio show as an excuse to drink more beer. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. All right. The BN's cleaning up in competition, and we're here with Jeremy Sowers of the Emergency Barbecue Company. The good show all the way around, don't you think? Nothing wrong with that. We got rock and roll and the commercials, and uh, got food in the studio. We're actually allowed to eat. I never allow people to eat on the microphone. It's a huge pet peeve of mine. Is it? Yes. It drives me nuts. A couple of times it's happened in here, man, do I give dirty looks about people doing that in the studio. I got to allow it today because it's the barbecue show. So hopefully you listeners at home are going to be doing the same thing and you won't mind so much us chowing down in here. Licking our lips and, you know. You know. It yep. smells great. It does. And it's starting to smell good and we just uncovered everything. Is everything that you've brought here cooked with beer, Jeremy? Everything is cooked with beer. Is that right? Yes. We both use beer and unfermented beer. Okay. And uh, so you just use wort. You use wort. Mm -hmm. Now we taught when we did a cooking with beer show on the FM deal. we brought that up about how great wort is because of all that you want sugars in marinades. And is that the deal with wort? Yeah, it, both the sugars and the marinades, and especially for like finishing sauces. Um, okay. Because not only you're not getting the same type of flavor like you would from honey or brown sugar, but you can control those flavors with all the different specialty malts that we have available. Yeah, okay. 
I got. So now, will you make wort just for cooking, or will you take wort from the from Jacks? I actually make wort for cooking. I use a pilot system uh, at a buddy of mine's house, and I'll make ten gallons of wort at a time. Okay. And it's specifically, it's not the, it's not brewed, let's say, to ferment. It's yeah. brewed for body and sugar. Okay. So. And what kind of malts uh, are good to use for uh, wort for cooking? Uh, good malts, uh, a little bit of two-row, and then Gambrinus honey malt is a wonderful malt to use. Okay. And any type of uh, crystal malts, caramel malts work really well. Kind of like with the brewing, you know, you can you can use a lot of those. You want to be sparingly on the chocolate and the black, but... You do? Okay. You know, you are you can, uh, uh, putting hops in this or not? You, yeah, I actually put oh, hops do? in my rub. Okay. I actually grind up Cascade hops, and we get that little West Coast thing there. Yeah. Grind up hops and actually put it in the rub along with malted, bar, along with the specialty malts. I use the uh, malt dust uh, primarily out of my mill after I, yeah. I brew. So. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. That's when, a good idea. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it works out well. That way, the entire process, I mean, I can't use the yeast. Yeah. Because I do a 24-hour marinade and then a 24-hour rub, and we'd have... You know, funky peptic reactions going on in the surface of that meat. So, yeah, sure. Yeah, you know. especially if you're using lager yeast because you're keeping that stuff in the fridge, right? <laughs> yeah, that shit's happy. It's yeah. like ready to ferment that steak. Yeah, <laughs> somebody tried. They they wanted me to stick a tri tip in there and ferment it. You know, in a batch of beer, yeah. so to speak, kind of thing. I I don't know. Come on, I'm curious about that <laughs> wow. myself. Now, it would have to be a lager, right? Because it would need to be cold enough so that like bacteria that would traditionally grow in meat, right, doesn't you'd grow. Do, you'd have to do like fifty three degrees because you've got to keep it cold. steak. <laughs> the lager steak. I love it. Who knows? We could be onto something here. It's worth a try, don't you think? I mean, you, look, maybe you're not going to do it the next time you're going to serve a convention, but... You know what? Since you... we're talking about it on this, I'll do it and I'll call in okay. and I'll tell everybody how it came uh, that out. In, that so I, interesting. You know? It's a got nice a... steak fermented in beer. Yeah. Well, and because here's what I think you're going to end up with the steak to, to you to eat, right? And also the beer to drink. Ooh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, unless you don't mind a little bit of cow blood in your beer. Well, that's man. what I'm, and that's yeah. why I say it has <laughs> hey. to be a lager, cause you could keep it. Uh, that's where the testosterone comes in. <laughs> Cowboy Bach. <laughs> Cowboy yeah. Bach. Cowboy Bach. Cowboy up, buddy. No bulls about it, right? Yeah. I would taste it. <laughs> I bet you would. I don't know if I'd get drunk on it for fear of, like, uh, Ebola or whatever you yeah. get at. E. coli, not Ebola. Well, the, the, the <laughs> alcohol hopefully would kill a, yeah, a lot hopefully. of that, so. Yeah, it'd be interesting, I say. I want to see now. I'm into this. This is great. My problem is <laughs> like Chattel try it. Yeah, Chattel. My roommate Chattel. He's somebody. My problem. See, you have to do it because I can't shove a steak into my carboy. And if I could, I wouldn't be able to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to break the carboy to get the get to the steak. That would be an interesting one. <laughs> I can just see you trying to stuff a steak in that carboy neck. Kobe Lager. Kobe Lager. <laughs> you know. Uh, okay, sorry. So when you do the wort, uh, to you know that you're doing the wort just for for cooking, mm-hmm. you do a full on mash just like you would your your regular beer. I do. It's only about a thirty minute mash because I'm not using a lot of two rows, so I'm not looking. I'm most conversions going to happen in the first five minutes, ten minutes max. Okay. And the the majority of it is just steeping it long enough to extract those sugars and get them out of the specialty malt. Sure. Okay. So that makes sense. So you can do a quick one. You can do a quick one, like twenty minutes, and then you just run it. And depending on your your gravity that you're looking for, you can sparge or you can not sparge. Okay. Entirely up to you. So 
You're probably not going to decoction your uh, word for cooking, right? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just checking. All right, let's take a break from this for just a second. I'm sorry to interrupt the flow of conversation, but we do have our caller who is on location at the competition today, and I think he's got some inside information for us. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Hey, Justin. How you doing? Good. Who are we talking to? Uh, this is Brad. Big bad Brad. Brad, yeah. what's happening, brother? Not much. How you doing, Doc? I'm doing great, man. How are you? How's the wife? Huh? Oh, she's doing good. Cool. Tell her hi for me. I will. All right. So you were at the competition today, and yeah. uh, you saw. Were you there for the whole award ceremony deal? Uh, no, I got there just after it started, so I just missed uh, category uh, one. Okay. Uh, but Miss uh, Daniela in the uh, blonde ale category. Yeah. Second place. Wow. Unless there's some <laughs> other Daniela Pearl out there. <laughs> no, that's me. <laughs> Daniela's uh, beer took a silver medal in her first competition she's, ever. She's happy. Oh wait, look at you you're glowing she, over she there. She can't even talk. <laughs> Brad, did you did you cheer for her? Did you give a hoot? Yeah, I, I stood up and I, I danced on the table. And <laughs> <laughs> Daniela, in the very first competition, my ever. second beer ever. <laughs> you took a silver medal for That's fuck's so sake! Awesome. <laughs> I told you that beer was gonna do good. I'm overwhelmed now. I think I'm passing out. You. Bitch. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Brad. That's so great. Wow. Uh, Are you sure that it was me? I can't believe that. <laughs> I was real happy for you. That was cool. And, you know, I'm sure some other uh, TBNers won some awards too, but I don't yeah. know everybody's name. So. Hey, that's all right. I think Christian's going to call us back with a list. So. Yeah. Uh, second oh, place. Great. Wow. <laughs> How great is that? That oh my gosh, that's something. Who won first place? Was it a BNer that won first? Do you know, Brad? Um, you know, the, the best of show was Virg Redman, um, and he's from up in Northern California. So okay, and I know he wins a lot of awards. Yeah, we just did the announcement on the air with him. Virg just went, he went in as a BN club member, so that's awesome. Oh, good. Yeah, that was great. Hey and man, I, uh, I I took a couple places too. I got a first in uh, the cream ale category and oh. a third with my wife and box. And a third with the wise box, that we said? Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice job, right? Good job. job. And did you enter under really the BN? Network is representing. All right. See, that's good. Look at us cleaning house. That's what I said I wanted, Doc. And look at these boys going out there and bringing it. Doing it good. Boys and girls, I, I apologize. Didn't yes, you, you should. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, I'm really, I'm overwhelmed, actually. I'll tell you what, we got one bottle left in the fridge. I think we got to drink it during the show now. Do we? <laughs> Unless you want to have your own, like, private celebration with that thing later on. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I love you, beer. You can build a shrine for Yes, exactly. I just want to thank you so much for winning for me, beer, <laughs> and for, and for my German heritage. Why are you making fun of me? <laughs> Maybe you won a silver medal too. Nah, yeah, come on, Brad would have heard it, right? I I didn't hear Justin Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you were there for the whole thing, Brad? Uh, what what which categories did you enter, Justin? He's not even sure. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, best one, bitter. Yeah, best bitter is what I entered. Uh, you know, I don't remember hearing your name. Hmm. Uh, that's not to say, you know, maybe they did, but I, I don't remember. <laughs> Listen to Brad. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for the benefit of the doubt. Maybe you were in the bathroom when they read the best bit yeah, of maybe. You never know. <laughs> Look at me. I'm the only brewcaster who sent in beer that didn't meddle. <laughs> There's a shocker, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 ah, hey, that's cool, man. Brad, thank you so much. You made yeah. my day, man. Hey, good info, Congratulations. Bro. 
Cool. And congratulations to you yeah, for taking a couple good. medals. Yeah. Excellent job. All right, brother. We'll talk to you later. All right, guys. Thank you. Yeah. About good news. How good a news is that? Come on. That's great. Oh, we're not going to be able to just hold her down. She could be floating all over the studio. <laughs> I'm pretty proud, actually. Should be. What do you want to do with that last beer? <laughs> I'm not going to share it with you. <laughs> we'll share it with no, the other guys. I am. Here. I'm going to share it with you in our <laughs> private celebration. You're not going to celebrate Ooh. on the air with everybody? No. Boo on you. All right. Then just get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can wait till the next segment if you want. Yeah, we should. That way you can bask in the glow a little bit longer because we'll, we'll bring it up again next time. And hour. again and again. <laughs> yeah. I'm Definitely I'm inspired to brew and brew and brew now. As you should be. Mm. I don't know why you're still sitting apparently there. Apparently I'm not making crappy beer. No, apparently not. Hey, good for you. Congratulations. That's a German thing. That's right. But it's, you've helped uh, me. You have advised yeah, me. Come on. You give it up. It's a great beer that you brewed and, and good work. Thank you. Congratulations on your silver medal. First competition ever. I don't know. I see Daniela in the Nationals next year. What do you think, Doc? Sure. <laughs> Doc happen. doesn't believe in me. Well, well no. I, I, what flashed in front of my eyes was you helping her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to back up. I'm just, you guys are doing all the help from now on. We're never brewing in this house unless Doc or Jamil has a day off. Okay, let's get back on track here. We were just uh, wrapping up talking about just getting what you could do a, a real quick mash and get a word out to do. Uh, and, and now that's for marinades, you were saying. Uh, marinades, yeah. Mainly. Uh, actually, it's, I should say grilling sauces, finishing sauces. Okay. Um, I, I primarily marinate in beer, but I use the word for a, a finishing sauce. Oh, okay. So, um, so you, so you uh, pretty much rub dry rub first i marinade first marinade first marinade in, in for 24 beer? hours uh, beer? beer and then what i call soy shire which is uh <laughs> let's just say one uh, in one cup of uh, uh soy, soy sauce, sauce and worcestershire half a cup of worcestershire oh, okay that's cool yeah point whatever the rate point five to one as long whatever however much you need that's your ratio yeah, pretty much and the beer and the soy sauce and the worcestershire they just really combine to make a really nice flavor yeah um, and typically it's more of an amber ale a scotch ale something with a little flavor a little body okay i actually use uh three uh, all three of the same ingredients whenever I, I do a lot of cooking with beer and uh for my marinades and and for baking too i'll do some baking with like instead of using uh uh Whatever it is, a vegetable. Fuck, what's the word? Uh, I'm being retarded grease. right now. I'm totally no, not the grease, but the oil shortening. <laughs> what's wrong with me? I'm totally <laughs> blanket on this word shortening. Glad I went to school for that communications degree. Um, nah, the shit in the Trader Joe's like uh, paper carton thing. Broth. Broth. Freaking broth. I can't remember broth. <laughs> Goodness sake. I didn't know where you were going with Instead that. of you, because a lot of times you can baste and bake with a broth, but right. I use strictly beer, and I'll do the same thing. I use beer, and I like to use soy in there, and, and as well uh, as Worcester. Right, right, because you, you, you get the salt uh, combined with the acid, which is going to help break down the protein structure of the meat okay. and make it more tender, okay. you know, like a brine but you're actually getting a little better flavor than just say, like a straight saltwater solution. Okay, gotcha. So you don't need tea to eat Jeremy's meat. That's right. It just melts, right? <laughs> it melts in your mouth, not in your hand. In fact, I'm sure that Jeremy <laughs> prefers if you don't use your teeth when I you eat his do. meat. I <laughs> do. All right. Um, so you marinate for 24 hours and this stuff, and you say that you use amber ales, pale ales, things like that. What about IPAs? Um, it just depends. Uh, I use the, the amber ales mainly for my catering because I'm trying to keep things consistent. Yeah. But, you know, in the EBC test kitchens, uh, we're going crazy. Uh, we're doing IPAs. We do Belgians. 
Oh, um, nice. You know, anything that has got a good flavor um, and some body to it. Okay. You know, anyone can do the Budweiser thing, but finding a funky beer from a brewery or something like that is always a really neat thing. Yeah. Because depending on the beer and the more the flavor of it, it will come out in the meat. Okay. So uh, give us uh, some examples of some funky beer marinades you've used that have worked out well for you. Uh, the Pliny the Elder is a really nice one to use for uh, pork and chicken. Okay. Uh, just because the flavors don't compete. Beef has got a little bit more of a flavor on its own. Pork and chicken tend to pick up whatever you put into it. Gotcha. So a beer like that really with those flavors and everything kind of really comes out. Sure. Really, really oh, tasty. That sounds good. Wow. Doc, I'm getting yeah. hungry after that. <laughs> yeah, you, you could almost put a thing out that, you know, market to home brewers and, and use their homebrew yeah. oh, to absolutely. come and cater to their party. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like I'd said with the, with the Drake's thing is I made sure to go to Roger and grab a keg of the Summit uh, yeah. beer to, to do the marinating in, and I'd have to say that was the hoppiest beer I have ever marinated food in. Is that right? Yeah, and it came out great. So okay. Okay. those books and the people who tell you don't use the hoppy beers because of the, the hops and all that. Yeah, yeah you know. it's just not there. Try it. You know, it's like homebrewing. Well, just try it. Sure. You know, and like you said, don't throw it out and drink it. That's if right. If it doesn't taste good, let it sit in the fridge for two weeks and drink it again. It'll be fine. Yeah, don't throw it out. All yeah. right. So have you found then that, that certain beers go better with, with certain meats? So, for example, a nice hoppy one. You're saying pork. and Right, okay. right. Um, and something like a, a good scotch ale. Okay. Or is really good for, um, you know, steaks. For steaks, Tri-tip, okay. tip things like that. Uh, also for ribs. Okay. You get a really good malty sweetness out of that, that if you don't overdo it with barbecue sauce. Yeah. It just really comes out really nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, now, so you'll do, so you'll do the beer marinade and then use barbecue sauce when you're, when you're grilling it too. Absolutely. I don't use a lot. Okay. Um, it's one of those things where we don't overdo it with the barbecue sauce, but yeah. just enough to where you get that, it's all part of that balance of flavor. Okay. So. Now we're, every time I've done this topic, and we've only done them ever briefly, we always talk about beef and pork and chicken. What about fish? You ever cook fish with beer? I do. I don't get a lot of requests in the catering company side of it, okay. but I do, you know, you can take, uh, uh, I've actually taken some of the Trumer pills and mm. uh, a nice halibut steak. Okay. Uh, and, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, not long, because you you don't want to turn that fish into ceviche. Yeah. Because yeah. the beer is slightly acidic. Okay. But just enough time to kind of pick up that crispness and the brightness of the, the, the beer itself. Okay. But not uh, a dark beer. Okay. Unless that's all you want to taste. Yeah, because fish is so so light, and right. and, and it kind of seems like it would go right through it too. A tilapia fillet and anchor porter. Well, you know, you barbecued some anchor porter, and it tastes like a little fishy. So, okay, yeah, you know, it's like drinking a fish beer. That's you got yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, there's also the thing too. You Come could on. take some chamay and reduce it down, kind of almost make a glaze out of it. Okay, and then use that as a finishing sauce on some nice wild salmon. That's a great idea. That wow. sounds nice. A little bit of fresh. Cracked sea salt, fresh cracked pepper on the grill for 20 minutes. Pop that sucker off and sh- sh- and then glaze it on there. You got it. All right, let's talk about reduction then for a second. Since you since you mentioned that, I've cooked a couple of things, uh, mostly uh, pork, like barbecue pork type stuff. I've done a reduction in the fry pan first. Uh, now. When you do a reduction, you're basically putting in the sauce in the frying pan or whatever pan, and you're actually then kind of simmering it until it reduces to a thicker and more concentrated uh You're cooking, the, wa- cooking right. the water out of it. Yeah, basically. Okay. Do you, oh, do, do you do it? 
only by itself, or do you put the food right in with it when you're reducing? No, you want to do it by yourself. It's okay. almost like you're deglazing a pan in a way. You're like he, uh, Dr. Scott had said here. You're you're getting rid of the water. Okay. So you're basically concentrating down your sugars. Okay. Caramelization. This is one of those things where a hobby beer would not be good. Okay. For a reduction sauce. Okay. Because you're going to really bring out the bitterness. Okay. That you're not going to want. So a nice sweeter. Fruity beer, right? Maltier, right? Like once again, like a Scotch ale, okay, a Belgian something, you know, that's not terribly hoppy, okay, is going to be really nice. Okay, so you do that, you you simmer it, you reduce it, you get it uh, concentrated, and then you use it as a finishing sauce, is right? Kind of, you take your brush and you baste it on there the last few minutes of of, of cooking, right? Okay, and even so, you know, for the people who don't have a barbecue and you got to cook the ribs in the oven baking, yeah, you can do the same type of thing. Last five minutes, take the cover off the ribs, baste on your sauce, turn it on um, grill or broil, yeah, and put yourself a nice little crusty crust on there. Yeah, tastes really good. Mm, crusty crust, crusty crust. Yeah, everybody, everybody likes crust. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> Especially when it's crusty. Danielle is looking at the food. I'm over getting there. hungry. Well, why don't we? Uh, you want to make up a couple? Uh, just throw some stuff on a plate there and start eating it. Sounds like an idea. I'd make it for you because you're the queen today. You're the champion. But then i got to go over there. You know what? I was just thinking maybe there was only two entries in my category. The guy who (laughs) picked me and me. (laughs) No, not in Blondale. What do you think? No, probably not. And they probably collapsed it down a little bit. I'll tell you what. I better get to Christian before he calls in and let him know not to mention it if there is only two beers in Danielle's category. Actually, it would be funny if there was. (laughs) But I I think out of 200 beers, no. No, it's not going to happen. Is there a correlation between her being blonde and a blonde and male blonde thing male. going? No, question. there's only a correlation between me being German and the blonde male because I like lager beers, but okay. I cannot brew lager beers here because we don't have a refrigerator, so I can't, can't store lager. them properly. I can't lager. We so this is why I brew a blonde ale. Gotcha. In the lager close. style, the whole recipe is a Hellas style. Okay. But with a with a Cal ale. I was going to say, so try a lager yeast at ale temperatures. Uh, we're going to have to see. We're going to have to talk about that. Might mm-hmm. as well do that now. Let's do that briefly. Because um, I think we finished up then uh, sort of d- d- at least the reduction part, and we'll talk more about marinating and actually cooking with it. Take a little segue and, and mention uh, again that you brew uh, all ales with lager yeast. Pretty much what it is is, I guess if you got on the technical side, yes, all of my beers are lagers. Okay. Except for my Hefeweizen in summertime, obviously, that's a Hefe strain ale. Okay. Um, but everything else, my Porter, my my Boys of Summer Wheat, my uh, my Amber, my ESB, okay. everything is a lager. Um, but you don't lager them? No. Uh, I ferment at 66 degrees on everything except for my light American-style wheat beer, which is done at about 57 and then everything is cold conditioned for about 20 days. Okay. So you got that so you can at least cold condition for a while. I can. Which most people don't have that, which is nice. No, they can't. And it is difficult for me considering I've got seven beers and four tanks. Yeah. But it's just one of those things. I, I, I'm lucky to work for people who are uh, confident in my, my ability for quality. And it needs that time. All beers need some cold conditioning. Okay. You know, it really does help smoothen and round out flavors. Sure. So, um. So the word. Wh- which, which lager are you using? I'm using White Lab San Francisco 810. Okay. I've been using that since it came out. Uh, as a home brewer. That, I, my first real brews coming out were steam beers. Yeah. Um, I took one of those hotel chavers and built a little 
after my first anchor tour, I built my own little mini anchor fermenter. <laughs> nice. Uh, it worked out cool. It was really neat. It's funny that you're not allowed to call your beer a steamed beer, and no one's allowed to. No, no, we, they're not. We're going to get Fritz in here. and uh, We're going to talk to that's Fritz. That's okay, though. You know, I, I with the steam thing, he makes his anchor steam, and it is anchor steam, and that's cool. You know? Yeah. The rest of us just make lagers at ale temperatures. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's what you call it. Yeah. So, the, the you know, the word is, is that using lager yeast at higher temperatures is that they give off too many fruity esters and, and different off flavors. So how are you preventing that, or is that what you're looking for? No, I'm... I, I, I'm lucky in the fact that Chris White found this strain that ferments out very clean. Okay. Um, it does not produce a lot of sulfur, a lot of diacetyl, a lot of DMS, which you normally would associate with a high lager temperature fermentation. Okay. Um, and it ferments clean. It flocculates well. So it, okay. it settles out. and uh, It doesn't leave a lot of residual flavor. So the malts and the hops can come through. Gotcha. Which is one of the primary reasons I use it is for the cleanliness of the beer. Okay. Um, you can taste, like you guys said, you like the malt, you like the hops, but you're not going, wow, it's kind of fruity, though. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. Okay. No. I think, I, I think I that's, just, that's one of the hallmarks of this beer that we're drinking here is that it's not fruity. No. And it just, it's not cloying where I don't want another one, which I think you're probably heading for it because you want your people to drink a beer and want another one. Yeah. I mean, you got a really fruity kind of ale, a pale ale especially, you're done. Yeah, I have one. That's cool. Let's go. Yeah, it's kind of hmm, perfuming. No, but or, or yeah. that was a really good beer. But I'm full because it got too much diacetyl in it. Right, I'm, right. I'm full. Let's go. And your average person doesn't know diacetyl. They just ooh, buttery. This is kind of like a Land O'Lakes beer. I like yeah, that, honey. But I like that, and, and they're done with one because yeah. it just it just fills them up. Right. And when you got a nice clean beer like this, everything comes through. Hey, they want two or three. Right. I got lucky. Um, I had won a first place gold from my porter this year at the state fair. Great. And that I think is one of those things. You know, making a light beer is difficult, but at, at the same time, same with a porter, a dark beer. Your balance of your chocolate and your black. And the flavors that you've got to intermingle a little too much of one thing or another, astringent, right. burnt, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it comes out too much like coffee. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, mine's more of a, a chocolate porter. And when I say that, I tell people, you know, it's like a Sharpenberger chocolate, not Hershey's. Right. You know, so that kind of thing. And it works out really well. I really like the flavors uh, and the fermentation profile and everything that it has to offer. So, And I don't have to filter. Yay. Yeah, yeah, with that <laughs> one. That is great. You're talking to a professional brewer who doesn't like to filter. <laughs> no, I, no, nobody likes to filter. It, and in a brew pub setting, you shouldn't have to. Yeah. But no. nobody, it, they think there's something wrong with the cloudy beer. Well, Gordon Bierce does. But that's because... No, know, no, no. I'm talking about the customers. Oh, the customer that's... Sure. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I want to drink this. It's, it's taken me a while to get people into the note. Now I've got my customers trained to where if it's cloudy, it's fresh. It's fresh if and natural, it's, yeah. If it's totally crystal clear, uh, that's probably, you know, pale out's been on for a month or two. Because it settles out so well. Right. Bub, you're on the air. What's happening, brother? Hey. hey Bub. How are not you, to get, Not to get off the... the uh, lager, com- uh, that's okay. Whatever. <laughs> Have another one. Of the week. Yeah. Congratulations, okay. congratulations, Daniela. Thank you, boob. I know how it feels. You do? Did yeah, you win well, something? Well, I got the best in show on my first on entry. His, so. On his first entry, that was a post wow. a while back in the forum. Oh yeah. my gosh, boob. Yeah, that was that was wacky. It's great. Wow. And you won the lunch meat Olympics. That's right. Wow. So between that, I I feel almost like a real man. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what? Where, where do you go to from there? 
Yeah. Uh, you don't. You don't. You just you, re- you sit back you on your relish, walls. relish. Make a plaque for yourself. Yeah. Something put like it on that. the wall and maybe, maybe like drunk in a month. That might uh, be another award you could go for. But drunk for a month. Uh, hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Convince right. the wife about that one, huh? Right. Honey, you got to drive me to work every day. <laughs> Oh, All that's right, nice of you to call in and congratulate. Well, that, that's how I called in. Although, oh. <laughs> that's that an excellent reason to call in. What a well, dick. I, I called in for the barbecue show because okay. I figured I'd try and be on topic a little bit for a change. Good for you. Um, I've, I'm trying to perfect my Justin-style chicken. Okay. Which is what? Which is the beer-in-a-butt chicken. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And uh so you got to shove things up the chicken's ass. Oh, Is yeah, that you what sh- you're getting at here, bub? The bub, you have to shove the can several times over and over into the butt of the chicken. That's the key, right? With with lots of vegetable oil as part of the rub. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I've I've kind of got my rub down, and and I've added all the the glop to the beer. You know, and part of the problem probably is that I'm using the cheapest beer on earth. Yeah for it but you know i don't i can't really tell i mean mean, even when i tried good beer i wasn't getting a a lot of beer flavor is that something i should be expecting from my justin chicken or should i just be expecting the the steam factor of it and um and not really worry about what kind of beer i'm using all right so the beer can chicken and jeremy's going to answer this i just want to make sure everyone knows what uh bub asshole's talking about it's, uh, when you you grill a chicken, you grill the entire chicken with a, a beer can shoved up inside of it. You poke a bunch of holes in the and top, and it sits on the beer and can, and it sits right on top of it. So, Jeremy, uh, answer Bub's question about how you know what's he looking for here. Bub's looking for majority of it is the steaming effect to give you the moistest chicken you've ever had. Okay. If you want some beer flavor, the best bet is to put some porter in there or a nice imperial stout, something like that, because. It's got to have something with a lot of body and a lot of flavor in order to boil inside the can and actually infuse flavor into the chicken. Okay. So, in other words, uh, if it's you got to shove big things into the chicken, bub. You've done that, <laughs> right, Justin? You shove big things into the chicken. You bunch of bastards. <laughs> Emma, I do have the um, you know the the Taiwanese basket of of beer can chicken you know that holds the beer cans actually like stand or whatever oh okay yeah, so i mean that 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 helps a little bit but Dude, that's yeah, I, mean, I wasn't getting any beer flavor i was just getting you know Wait, when you were drinking this were you already drunk or after you're trying to eat the chicken and you're already hammered <laughs> no i was could you I rephrase the question moderately sober <laughs> okay. okay. Marinate the chicken for 24 hours in the beer before you cook it. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. You're going to be golden. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, here's yeah, what I, I saw. So I was using, like, Keystone Light, you know. Oh, yeah, you got to Why do you have that? Keystone Light in the first place? It's like, it's like a shoving up yeah. in a chicken's ass. <laughs> That's the only place it deserves. Exactly. But it's got that specially lined can. There's one can, or one six-pack sitting on my floor with one can missing, and it was only for the beer can chicken. Okay. I bet you were embarrassed to buy Did you make your wife buy it? <laughs> yeah. I, I, it was at Walmart, so, you know, those people are like, it's up, man, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I like that beer, man. It's got the cool can. Yeah, that's fun. So, yeah, no, I, I was embarrassed at all. I mean, I had teeth. <laughs> Buying the Keystone for a guy is like the wife sending you out to buy tampons for her. Yeah. you got to send the wife out to buy your Keystone. It's like the equivalent. Not in Rockford, Illinois. It does. It's all the same there. Oh, Rockford, Illinois, they're like, oh, Keystone, yeah, that stuff rocks. It's like... <laughs> 
frost brood or something, right? Yeah, they're like, oh, you're going to have a good frost brood night tonight with that Keystone, man. Right, now let's go get on the tractor. Dude, you only got a six-pack, man. The cases are only four bucks. Why don't you get one? Uh, here's what I saw for the beer can chicken that was a, a great way, and they did also the marinade for it. For one, for the beer can, and and like Jeremy says, the darker beer seems to work better. If you can find the tall pint cans, like a Boddington's or a Guinness, it cool. helps hold the sucker up, too, because... Y- you don't want the cans so short that the legs are down in the grill and it's not being held up. Although Bub has that whole sissy rack thing. That I, he I, holds have the, it I have up the rack, on. too. In fact, the I have a rack good. that holds three of them. Oh, is that right? Oh, that's yeah. a big chicken. No, and it holds three chickens. And then, oh. I got, then I've got one for a turkey, which is actually bigger. I thought you shoved three beers up one chicken's ass. But it's three chickens. I get have it. you done the beer can turkey? Take a big yes, can I, of yeah. Fosters. Yeah. Ah, the yeah. Fosters. Great idea oh, for a turkey. Oh, that would be mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you can take can. the little cans of Sapporo and you can put it up a game hen's ass and you can do the <laughs> mini chicken. <laughs> mini chicken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's gamey. Okay, so do the, find yourself the taller pint-sized can for the chicken. Now, the other part, uh, instead Careful of... with the widget in that can, though, because it's going to be boiling. The beer is going to boil while you're it's cooking plastic. it. Will it cut melt? Cut the top it, off. Yeah, cut the top uh, off and get that widget out of there. Okay. Yep. Hey, good advice. You don't want that sucker melting. Maybe no, that's I don't what's want that wrong with me. Ass either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, now the other part, as opposed to marinating, and I want to know what you think about this, Jeremy. As opposed to marinating the whole chicken, what I saw was this person made his marinade, and he injected it inside, like with a needle. He injected it inside the chicken all over the place, marinated it like that. He did it for just like six hours or something, and then cooked the beer can chicken thing. What do you think about that instead of marinating the whole chicken? That's a great idea as long as you're, you know, don't just stick it a bunch of random holes all over because you've got to figure wherever you poke that and you're going to leak juice out. Right. So it's going to lose moisture as you cook chicken. Okay. Um, same thing with like a steak and stuff, you know, like a Ronco. Don't be shoving a bunch of big stuff and making big holes. Okay. Because you'll leak out. It's good but advice. But if you well-placed in between the joints of the chicken, hmm. you know. Under the skin. Under the skin. Yeah. Deep down inside and go into the muscle tissue, you know, as best you can. Now, your rub on a chicken should go under the skin, right? Yeah, if you can. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Um, just kind of lift it up, spread it underneath there. Yeah, that always disgusts me. Like, me I love too. chicken, but cooking chicken's disgusting. <sighs> like, you're ripping out all that crap on the inside, and then you're putting your hands underneath and the skin. And, and it's smelly and gross. And it feels like a cadaver. <laughs> <laughs> right, Doc? You had to do cadavers, didn't you? Oh, yeah. This is more like turkey, though. Is it more turkey? It's more, more like turkey. a cadaver? Much more turkey. Oh, it, it's like brown chicken. like like turkey. It's like dark meat turkey. Yeah. A little That's stringy. Disgusting. If you deep fry, it's tasty, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Does that answer your question, Boob? Uh, yeah. I, I think so. so and more. Little, if, you want, if you want the beer flavor, you got to marinate it and or use a, a darker beer in the can there. I think what he said about, it. about doing it in wort, you know, unfermented beer would be just you could absolutely. Well, when, when you're finishing it right like the last half an hour of that thing when it's cooking on the grill. Yeah. Coat it with that that either the wort or the the reduction. Yeah, and you're gonna get a really nice shiny glaze on the outside of your skin. Okay, uh, a little DME and some water and uh, boil it up there. You got it. You got it. Wow. Sure. Why not? Right. All right. The easy man chicken. This is barbecue. Thanks, boob. Excellent. Thanks. Later. All right, boob. Boob's off to make his own gay chicken. Good for him. 
I, are, I did have a question come through for the chat room for that, too, for the beer can chicken. So now we've beer killed chicken. two birds with one stone. 888-401-BEER is the number, and the phone's ringing now, so we'll be taking more calls. I had a question from the chat room, a personal question for you. Uh, they want to know, if you could choose either brew or barbecue, what would you do and why? Tough question, Ooh, huh? Yeah, that's a real tough one. I would do beer. Uh, I'm sorry, I'd do barbecue. Really? I would do barbecue. If you had to give up one or the other, you'd give up brewing. Yeah. You wouldn't give up drinking. Oh, that, now that's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, well, we didn't. I said, don't play that. But you'd give up brewing. <laughs> I'd give up brewing. Um, and why? Uh, for the simple fact that I have to say that the barbecue has taken me more places than the beer has. Okay. Everybody eats. Sure. Not everybody drinks. Yeah. And you'd be amazed yeah. at the people that you can find and talk to and ooh, who doesn't love barbecue. Yeah. It right? Is, it's true. It's not like, you know, Chinese food, eh, I don't really like that too much barbecue. Well, where? And, I want some. And, and usually when you put it out, there's nothing there. When, yeah. When you're done. It's yeah. They lick those aluminum pans clean. Yeah, and people can eat it. You can eat it all day and you don't have to worry about driving home and getting, you know, pulled over and out. Sir, you've been eating barbecue tonight? Yeah. You're going to have to step out of the vehicle. <laughs> some parts of the country, <laughs> yeah. some parts of the country they might do that. <laughs> I right. smell barbecue, son. Somebody else wants to know if you've ever experimented with non-traditional meats like elk or deer. Or, you know, venison. I have. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm cooking for the Master Brewers Association uh, summer meeting, and I'm going to be doing goat. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Cool. Goat? Yeah, we're going to be doing some goat fattened up on spent barley. So, Have you oh. ever eaten goat before? My, my no. goats won't eat my, my spent barley. What? You uh, found something a goat won't eat? Well, m- mine are kind of picky. <laughs> you have a okay, Doctor Scott. Okay, that's a different show. Yeah, picky goat. It is um, a different show. Definitely, um, a deer uh, and elk. I've also done. The key thing with those is they're they're there's not a lot of fat in them. Okay, so you can do your marinating and rubbing stuff, but you can't. Uh, you got to be careful in cooking them. Yeah, because they will overcook, and there's nothing worse than tough gamey meat. Okay, but definitely, um, I have found that uh, uh, Scotch ale and deer meat, the venison, that kind of thing, that's a really nice combination. That really? marinades well. Okay, yeah, it kind of. I don't want to say it takes the gaminess away, but it does help with some of that. Yeah. So see, and and in my opinion, is that those even lamb, uh, they need help with that gamey gaminess. Yeah. It's just not. Uh, it's not a pleasant flavor for me. Some people love it. They love the lamb. They love the venison. Right. Not me. So uh, any marinade that could take away from that, I, I'd be digging it. I, I like venison. Lamb witches, not so good with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had some good lamb. It depends on how you cook it. That's how they, you know, that's what they say. It depends right, on who's right. cooking it. But I can see then cooking it with a little beer to take that away. Mm-hmm. Marinating Absolutely. it. That's Absolutely. a good idea. All right, uh, here's what I want to do. I got Christian on the phone here. We're going to take this call. Let's find out some more BN winners. We're going to cool. take a break. During the break, let's serve ourselves up some food. We didn't even get to do it because we're talking the whole time here. Serve up some food. We'll come back and keep talking about that. Christian, you're on the air with us. What's happening? Hey, guys. How you doing? You home now? Uh, well, not not exactly. <laughs> you see, I'm a, I'm a Mac guy, and all these uh, all these uh, beer computer programs run on PC. So, yeah. One of my friends who was judging with me today, I'm over at his house, and I just popped in uh, the the program into his computer. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so we got uh, a list here from you. I, I do have a list of some more information. Okay, that's fine. We don't. We know we're not going to go through every category anyway. So whatever you got will be cool. Well. The guy that won second and third place best of show. Yeah, second and third. Oh, it was one guy who won second and third. One guy won second and third, wow. and he was also a BN. 
Yes, he was. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we took all three places in Best in Show. You did. You wow. Did. Uh, yeah. Can we? Uh, are we allowed? Can we do names for this, or should we not? First names, maybe we could. Can you do first names? And the category. Okay. Let me. Let me. Let me find this guy. He's. Uh, let's see. Thirty-nine. This is a very slow and tedious process. I've found. Okay. At least the way I do it. No and, worries. Uh, I'm, I'm going to sure pour myself a beer anyway. You're a Mac guy. I am a Mac guy, and this PC thing is just really bewildering to me. But. <laughs> Can you imagine Debian clearing up the best in <laughs> show best in three show. places? Now it okay. should be a tradition. Now we should always like conquer this yeah, tournament. Set the bar high. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I gotta say, I mean, we tried Dr. Scott's chocolate stout in here, yeah. and that was just a fantastic beer. Yeah. I wonder what that beer is like. Sure. Seriously. Because we yeah. thought Doc might go best in yeah. show. No, I, I knew it wouldn't because of the kind of beer it was. Mm. Uh, mm. That's not your best best of show kind of beer. It's it's funky. Yeah. It's cool, but not like a best drinker. Well, no, it's 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 it usually doesn't go best of show. Yeah. Okay. That kind of, that kind of stuff doesn't do it. All right, what else you got there, Christian? Okay. This guy, you know, I don't I don't see why I don't just don't mention this guy's name. He's obviously li- he's probably listening right now. Could be. Then say you, it. You know, his name is Brian Belosa. Okay. He's from West Covina. Beautiful. He won with a um with uh, an American Blonde and American IPA. Right. So there you have you have the three the three best of shows: a Belgian Blonde, American Blonde, and American IPA. All three wow. best of shows. Is that that wow. is beautiful, and Except all Belgian, of course. Right. <laughs> Those are the but uh, yeah, so and he was there okay. to collect his medals. Cool. And uh, and I have another piece of news for you. All right. Uh, you you know uh, a Miss Daniela? Uh, we cheated you on this one. We already got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but go ahead. Information. Go ahead. That was our secret information. But go ahead. Do, do it anyway. Yeah. He got a second. She got a second place. That what is so. It? What was it, Danielle? Was it a pilsner? No, it was a blonde ale. Oh yeah, Danielle is blonde. I see it now. Yeah. yeah. How many were in the category? If it's uh, m- less than two, <laughs> less than three, don't tell us. No, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was more than three. Okay. But to tell you the truth, let me see if I can look well, it up. Well, didn't quick. didn't the first placer go to the second place in best of show? Yeah, because the best in show was a was or a the second place was a blonde, yeah. so must have been first in the category there. Oh, so I got beaten by the best in show by beer? the set by the runner up best in show. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That makes sense. You would have gotten yeah. beaten. So, that, so that's, that's uh, kudos, baby. That absolutely, because without that bastard. Who's a good bastard because he's one of ours? You might have won a gold in your category. I won silver. I'm happy. No, that's great. Sorry, it's very American of me to think that it's got to be gold. It's hard to keep, uh, you know, to keep clean tasting. Mm. You know, that's true. So, not if you're a German. Yeah. (laughs) Let's see what else I got for you. Thank you, Christian. Purity is a German forte. It's in my jeans. Sure. To brew beer, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your beer in your jeans. <laughs> Christian, are you going to send us medals and stuff? And trophies oh, yeah. and, you know, medals all kinds of and, craziness? Uh, you know, you, you guys are going to get certificates for uh, high-scoring beers. Wow. wow. Very good. So, Look at know, that. Gold, silver, and bronze certificates. Yeah. You know, they're not, of course, all bronze and silver. they got a little thing on them but (laughs) you know it's important to reward people particularly when you know they might not place but you know you got some hard categories where people are getting like they're all in the 30s you know yeah and uh and you got some in the low 40s and and uh you know those guys should definitely get get something for it definitely it's it's tough to get up that high so yeah so um all right you know uh what else we got basically this you know you got a lot of these people that are just uh awesome brewers like the, 
I don't know. Did you call the guy that got first already? Is we did. Yeah, episode? we called Verge. Did you get a hold of him? We did. Okay, because he's got some a lot of other place in beers. This guy, I, I guess he's in Vacaville, wherever. That's uh, up by you guys, yep, right? Yep, that's very yeah. close to us. And he just—he's an amazing brewer. Apparently, this we guy, hear he's a champion. This guy was all over the place. How many medals, approximately, did this guy take? I see three, four, five, six, seven. Holy shit! Wow. Uh, this guy, this guy cleaned up. I think Verge is actually Jamil under going under a different name. <laughs> yeah. What's happening here? If not. Jamil's better watch out. Yeah, he's just on yeah, biting at his heels. Yeah, Verge here's kicking some ass. I, I, personally, I think Jamil was scared. I think he was scared too. I called him. I said, "Hey, did you send in your beer?" And he said, "No, I'm I'm scared." <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't lie. He didn't. <laughs> he should be scared now, though. He should be. He should be for sure. All right. Anything else offhand? We got to you know, offhand. Uh, I really couldn't tell you. Okay. I can, no I worries. Can, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll send you guys those sheets when, as cool. soon as I get a hold of them, but it's just like a barrage of paperwork at this point. Hey, that's cool. We'll do a wrap-up of the whole thing next week, and we'll read our score sheets on there. Uh, sounds like mine will be the most interesting. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and it's just cool that we got the breaking news. Oh, yeah, I love that. Extra, extra. Read I don't all think about anyone's it. ever done this before, Christian. Announced everything right away over the airwaves. A first for brewing and a first for radio. Yeah, that's right. Proud oh, to be doing that. Jamil is really angry now for Christian calling him out. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, no, honestly, honestly though, whenever I have a brewing question, yeah, and I uh, I email Mr. Malty, yeah. yeah, he always gets back to me like in two hours. I don't, I'm not sure he really works for a living, but yeah, he he's really do helpful. He does nothing. He hangs out, <laughs> brews beer, and responds to email. No, no, but he's, he's just Superman. He can do a real his... asset to the community. And yes. Yeah. And it's good to have him out there. In fact, the Jamil shows tomorrow morning. Let's not forget about that. Tomorrow right. morning, 10 a.m., we got Jamil on here. And uh, maybe Jamil will call in and explain to us why he chickened out on sending <laughs> beer to this competition. You know? You never know. <laughs> and now, I want to start this whole rivalry between Verge and Jamil. <laughs> I like this. It's going to be like... Um, that movie Dodgeball, where you got like a team of lackeys, and then you got Jamil thinking he's all cool. I'm going to join the lackey team, and we're going to kick Jamil's ass. Of course you're going to join the lackey Well, you have to, actually, because you're the only medal winner from this house now, so you got to join the lackey team. You can't join Jamil's team. That'd make you a traitor. I've Wasn't been on Jamil's team, team for a long time. Yeah. What's that, Christian? Wasn't there a MILF team? Oh, there's <laughs> Shame on you. You've got to be so a mom to be a mom. Are we going to look up all the other TBN winners on the website, or where are we going to find yeah, them? Yeah, where can everyone find, find yeah, out let's, if they let's want? Let's put them on yeah, our we're website. We're going to be posting them by the end of the week, and then okay. people can just look it up, and, and we'll, we'll email you guys a link, or, okay. uh, or I'll send you guys the HTML, too, and you guys can decide. Yeah, we can put it on our website. Do it. Well, we'll definitely put a link. It's hopheads.com, anyway. It's an easy one to remember. We'll put a link to it, and then everyone can go there and find out who won. And then we'll do a full wrap-up on next Sunday's show. Cool. Christian, you're awesome. Thanks very much, brother. Thanks for you guys. Thank yeah. you, Christian. Nice. All right, cool, man. I'm glad we glad we helped. Glad it went well, and glad we won some medals. Oh, we that's did. what it's all about. <laughs> I got to say, we. <laughs> we. <laughs> Thanks, Christian. All right, later, dude. See ya. All right, that's very cool. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to serve ourselves up some plates of food and uh, finish talking beer and barbecue with Jeremy from an emergency barbecue company. Go to emergencybbq.com to check it out or to book them for your own barbecue event if you live in the uh, Northern California area. We'll be right back. It's the BN. 
You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Founded in 1989 as one of the Bay Area's first microbreweries, Drake's Brewing Company in San Leandro is a small, family-owned business dedicated to the art and science of craft brewing. They blend the finest ingredients from the United States, Canada, England, Germany, and the Czech Republic with their innovative brewing technique, fusing the traditional with the cutting edge. Try their always sought-after Imperial IPA. Drake's Denogonizer is a huge, hoppy, aromatic beer with a deep-roasted malt backbone. Any one of Drake's award-winning ales and lagers will have you coming back for more. Drake's is so passionate about beer, they celebrated at the brewery every Friday afternoon with a huge barbecue and Drake's on Draft. Drake's lineup of handcrafted beers are available at nearly 100 locations around the Bay Area, so ask your local pub for Drake's on Draft or visit your favorite store and take home a six-pack of Drake's in the bottle. Don't forget to join the fun at Drake's Barbecue Friday afternoons at 1933 Davis Street, Suite 177, right off 880 in the Westgate Shopping Center. For details, check out drinkdrakes.com.
The Brewing Network, saving your life, one beer at a time. Man, it's hard to come back to the show eating food like this, Jeremy. Stuff's fantastic. Thank you. Chicken and tri-tip is what we're eating here. What's the deal with this chicken? Tell me about what you did to make this thing. This chicken spent 24 hours of its life in uh, some scotch ale from Devil's Canyon Brewing Company. Okay. And uh, went through the whole barbecue process, and then it is rubbed for the 24 hours. Okay. Finally cooked over a nice hot fire of mesquite, apple, and hickory woods. What's the, wow, that sounds good. Uh, what's the rub? Because we didn't get to that yet. The rub basically is, um, it's a custom rub that I came up with, uh, your, your, your basic kind of, uh, steak rub with your pepper, salt, coriander, things like that. All kind of dry stuff. Yeah, dry stuff. And then I also incorporate the hop dust. I incorporate the malt, uh, very finely ground malted barley, um, dust and particles. Okay. And I also include a smoked habanero product that I've come up with for the heat. And and there's only a little bit of heat too. It's just a little bit. You're not. I'm not. Ta- this isn't a spicy food. No. But no. there's a little something there. Mm-hmm. I like that because I'm a big sissy when it comes to spicy food. Like, Surprisingly, I don't, yeah. It, <laughs> does, it doesn't do me any good either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The going in or going out. Just yeah. An, yeah. That's the the. You got to be careful on that. <laughs> But using habanero and keeping it down, I mean... Just enough. I smoke the habaneros and then grind them into a powder. Okay. And use that very... Kind of, you know, like on the back of an ingredient list, less than one-tenth of one percent. Yeah. There you go. Uh, You know, in some Asian cultures, a big burp after a meal means uh, you did it right. I always feel complimented if someone burps at me after they've eaten my food. Yeah. You know, it's like when they go back for seconds. I hope you folks at home got some food and you're not just listening to the Us Eating Show <laughs> because this is just great stuff. Okay, now tell us about the tri-tip. The tri-tip, uh, always using choice tri-tip, and I'm a Costco shopper, I have to say. Um, well, that's the best place to get tri-tip. It really is. They've got great meat, and it's always there. It's always consistent, which is something that I need in the catering business. Um, and, you know, the tri-tip takes with... With tri-tip, if you don't marinate it, it can just be oaky stew meat, really not have a lot of flavor and be real tough. Yeah. But you marinate it, and then the key with this is it's it's grilled over the fire to get a nice crust, crust up that rub, and then I stick it off to the side and I smoke it for about an hour, hour and a half. So you get the best of both worlds. You get grilling and smoking, which really helps both the flavor and the tenderizing of the of the steak. Yeah, you can taste the smokiness in this one. Definitely. What, what I found too is a lot of people don't know what tri-tip is. It's kind of a California gig. Yeah, you go anywhere else in the country and go to your butcher and ask for a tri-tip, he's going to say, "Huh?" Um so what you're looking for is the bottom sirloin tip for anyone else located outside of California. I didn't know that. That tri-tip was like a no, everywhere. It, it was an invention in California. Yeah. When I say oaky stew meat, <laughs> the reason I refer to that is my old boss at Gordon Beersh. Uh, it started out in the, you know, the, the Central Valley down in Santa Maria, and it was basically a crappy piece of meat left over that, hey, let's barbecue it, and it might taste pretty good. Right. So you marinate it enough and rub it enough. Cook and it right. It, it smokes. It's just awesome. It really is. It can, you can turn a crappy piece of meat into a real nice one. Hey, I found that uh, 
No, never mind. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Jeremy, the stuff is fantastic, really. Thank you very much. Great. What about the beans? We got some baked beans here yeah. too, and there's beer in those too. Beer in those too. Uh, you get. I, there's another place that I take the wort, add the wort in there for sweetness. Okay. Um, a different type of sweetness. Yeah. And then one of the key things with those is uh, I cook those in my smoker. Okay. And right before they're ready to serve, I take when I'm slicing up the tri tip, I take the burnt ends and the little chunks and everything else that comes out of that, and you pop those into the beans. Okay. And that is where you get it dialed in. Yeah. Now, we were talking slow food today on the FM show because it has to do with organics and stuff. You, my friend, are putting in some time with this food because you're going 24 hours in the marinade, uh, 24 hours with the rub, and then you're grilling like all, like some of it you're smoking, so then you're grilling it all the next day. You're putting three days, talking slow food here. Oh, yeah. You're putting, oh, well, and not even counting making the, the wort and, and the marinade. So how, how many, let's say you got a gig on Saturday. When are you starting to, to prepare this food? I'm starting on Wednesday, going and getting everything, making sure that it's all going to be available to me. Yeah. I go ahead and I'll start the, the, the marinade on a Thursday. Okay. I'll rub on Friday, and then Saturday we'll do the cooking. Ready to go Saturday. And if you need to, you can always marinate 48 hours. Um, it's not going to hurt it. Okay. You're only going to increase the flavor. Sure. Um, anything longer than that, and it tends to penetrate a little too much. Okay. It kind of starts curing the outside. Yeah. Um, but the only thing, I guess the exception would be is if I'm doing like a pork shoulder or a brisket, because those have to be smoked for about 24 hours. No kidding. Yeah. There's your slow food. Do you use the, there's two different kinds of smokers, right? You got the all briquette smoker, um, or, or you got the, uh, the gas that, that heats the water, right? And I've got a gas smoker that actually heats a, a cast iron pan above it with the wood chips. Okay. And a water pan above it. Okay. And I know there's probably purists out there, maybe in the, probably the southern part of America that are kind of cursing me, the California guy. Yeah. But I'll tell you, when you've got a consistent temperature the entire time, yeah. it makes it a lot easier if you can't sit there and sleep with the smoker. Sure. So for me, it's a lot about consistency. Okay. Hey, it's just like in beer. That makes sense. That's it. Whatever you got to do to make the process easier. Right. Okay. I have a question from somebody who says, um, says I'm afraid that a woman who hates beer is not going to like beer barbecue. What would you say? Do you have any advice for this person of how he can convince this woman to, uh, to to go ahead and give some beer barbecue a try? Yeah, use a lighter style beer and don't do a super long marinade. Um, it would be uh, the type of deal where you could combine um, a, like a nice pilsner with a balsam or a, like a vinaigrette, make a, a, a pilsner vinaigrette if you would. Okay. Uh, something like that without all the beer coming out in the flavor. You still need to have some other ingredients to kind of balance that flavor out, to take away, and just don't tell your woman that there's beer in it until after she eats it. I was going to say, it. just don't tell yeah, her. Yeah, that's it, what I'm thinking. You don't taste it in this. No, you don't. You, no. Well, I should take that back. If you know what you're looking for, you can you can look for it and taste it and see right. what it did for the food. So it's right. not a waste right. to, to have d- gone through all that effort. Right. But you, it doesn't taste like beer. We're no. not eating beer here. Right. And someone who doesn't like beer, I don't think if you told them. I mean, I've served this to Mormons. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and you didn't tell him? No, you know, because <laughs> I'm not violating anything religious. There's no alcohol necessarily left in it afterwards. Sure. But, you know, they just, hey, boy, it tastes great. <laughs> what is that flavor? <laughs> oh, well, it's just sugar. Yeah. You know. My so. That's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's malt sugars. It's malt sugars. That's what uh, it is. Jeremy's Mormon Barbecue. Mm. 
Oz, you're on the air. What's happening, brother? Hi, brother. Hey, going? Doing real hey, well. Hey, Doc. Hey, how you doing? How's your, how's your friend? What's his Which, name? What's his name? That guy? <laughs> that is I have Australian. no idea. <laughs> this is Australian friend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have no friends. <laughs> what's the word over there, Ozzy? Mate, I'm just um, having a bit of a lunch break. This is the first time I've been able to tune in for a couple of weeks. Yeah, we, we've missed you. People were wondering yeah. where the hell you've been. I just disappeared off that map, didn't I? You sure yeah. did. You, not even a post. Not even a, hey, I'll be back in a little while. No, no, I did do that. No, you didn't. You, you not just that anybody that, in, that was important. If the forum worked. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would help. Uh, <laughs> you didn't even send us flowers. No, no. Hey, how'd our beer go in the competition? Uh, I haven't heard any. <laughs> I guess we uh, we stunk it up, Oz. I, I think we've been beaten by a girl. We have absolutely, we got our ass kicked hey, by a girl. We don't know yet. <laughs> we know. No, no. We're pretty sure, but we don't know for sure. <laughs> no. Well, now all we can wait for us is to see what the score sheet had to say. Which, right. which will be educational, and we'll give everybody something to make fun of me for, too. Um, exactly. <laughs> which, hey, I'm here for you guys, all right? Just take my name off the sheet, man. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> so what's the weather down under? It's hot. I've just taken my shirt off, actually. <laughs> you, had, uh, you had to throw that in. I'm eating, Oz. And the pants are coming off next. You fat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're a oh, chef. Well. What do you think? Have you been listening to these techniques? No, look, I've, I've tuned in uh, five minutes ago. I think I've missed most of it. I actually had some beer canned chicken last night for dinner. It's, um, ah. it's been one of my favorite dishes since I've heard of it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Or hang on, I got Jamil on the line here, too. Jamil, what's uh, happening? The Pope. Hey, Oz. Hey, Pope, how you going? <laughs> good, to, good to hear you, my brother. <laughs> you too, mate. Hey, I followed your footsteps yesterday. I was halfway through a batch of beer and I tipped it out. No, oh, there you go. Did you really? Yeah, I, I had a really bad start. It wasn't even a sparge. I was at um, I was sitting at the protein rest, yeah. and it stuck like anything. And I was really, really getting the shits with it. And it sat there for about an hour at fifty-five degrees C. <laughs> so I thought it's going to um, if I ever got it into a fermenter, it was going to be a, a really poor beer. So I just tipped it out and started again. You just dumped it. There you go. <laughs> Just dumped it. Yeah. I say shame. Jamil says good for you. Oz knows what he's doing. Yeah. That's, yeah, oh, that's the difference been between a winner and a Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. You know what, Jamil? There's a lot of differences between a winner and a Justin. <laughs> All right, Jamil. The world wants to know why uh, you didn't make it to this competition. Uh, you know, I, I totally forgot. And then you... you called me with like a last minute reprieve and uh you know i i got all sorts of excuses which ones do you want to hear <laughs> my wife's out of town taking care of uh, her dead father's uh, remains okay that's week. a good excuse and uh but still i could have you know shipped something off and then i was oh, just just too darn lazy you know it was really hot mm. <laughs> and i was laying around in the air-conditioned house <laughs> now you and sound so, like me. Uh, you know, no, I don't have any excuse. But uh, I, I'm really thrilled to uh, hear all these people entered. Yeah, isn't that and great? That people did really well, and even you know anybody that entered, yeah. you're a winner because you're going to get information back. Use that information to improve your beer. Yeah. Uh, you know, what, if you win, you're you're making you know uh, really good beer. 
and um, if you didn't, you're probably still making good beer, and it, you're just a few tweaks away from from making excellent beer. And I and I bet you, Justin, here's my prediction. Okay. What you're going to find on um, that beer you sent in was that it's a good recipe. It's well well done. It's uh, fermented very clean, mm-hmm. and that's the problem with it. It's missing the esters of a traditional ordinary bitter. Okay. It was too so, plain, Jane. Yeah, the the fermentation profile was all wrong. Okay. But it, it was a well done beer, so it was, it was just a yeast thing. <laughs> Jamil, uh, am I still a winner just because I sent it in? <laughs> no, you're a loser. But okay, girlfriend's a winner. It really needed that yeah. Justin special you ingredient. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, and I, I thought it was a great beer, and I, I would, I would drink that beer. Okay, it's just if you entered it under that category, yeah. In a competition, I'd have to say, well, there's no way this is going to play. Well, I tried to take your advice about that. So as I was uh, filling out the sheet to send it in, and I wonder, I think that a lot of people have problems figuring out what style their beer is. I I knew that you said it wasn't really a best bitter, so I was looking for something else to enter it as. And you know what? It didn't fit under any category that I thought yeah. it could win as. So I just went, well, screw it. I brewed it as a best bitter. It's, it, I thought it was actually at least closer to that style description than anything else I would have put it in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could have put it in like a pale ale, but right. I, I would have gotten distru- you know, yeah. I don't even want to read the feedback on yeah. that. So. But you know, it was, it was a well done beer. It was just the wrong, uh, yeast for, for that category. But, yeah. you know, in the end, so you end up with right. five gallons or ten gallons of, uh, a nice drinkable beer. Yeah. So. Thank you, sir. Eh, you know, and how about uh, Daniela with her win there? Well, Dan, we all know that Daniela is awesome. She's <laughs> smart. True. She's, uh, you know, talented. Uh, yeah. she's beautiful. She's got it all going. Yeah, so go. I'm not surprised, uh, that she got a second place, I think. Uh. You know, her only uh, flaw there was that it it probably wasn't uh, exactly the style, but other than that, yeah, you know, well, uh, well brewed. I mean, the beer that beat her was a runner up for right. best in show. That says something, right? Yeah. Well, and and Verge, you know, he's he's been coming on strong for a couple of years now. That mm-hmm. that guy knows how to how to put it together. So yeah. uh, he's a good guy, uh, great brewer. And he's really passionate about uh, you know getting out there. So yeah, uh, I'm really really happy to see him doing well in, in this competition too. Absolutely. And as opposed okay. to our friend uh, Indian Beer Geek, who's following in my footsteps, Verge <laughs> uh, <laughs> appears to be following in your footsteps. And so uh, good for him. I think what you need to take into consideration too, Justin, is that any anybody can get a beer, brew a nice beer, put it in a competition, and win. There's not too many really? people out there that can have their ass kicked by their girlfriend. Yeah, that's true. I, it, I, mine was not just a loss. It was a very special and significant loss. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Oz, for, for pointing that out. Everybody is very concerned that this is going to affect your sexual performance from now on. <laughs> well, it's going to make him more angry. Go down from zero. You know? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Does it get much worse? I'm definitely not listing this show as the barbecue show anymore, Jeremy. It's uh, it's the Bash Justin show. Poor, poor Jeremy. Glad I could be here for you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being silent, at least, during the Justin bashing, Jeremy. I'm not here. I, you know, yeah, give him a couple weeks. Well, right? he, he hasn't tasted your beer. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to call in as drunk of the week uh, this week. Oh, are you working on that or what? I'm working on it, but you know me. I'm, I'm probably at uh, hitting like one. You know, I'm... 
He's a sissy. Yeah, have you ever seen me over one? Yeah. You know what happens with I've never seen you tell anybody you're over one. Actually, Jamil, I have seen you over one. That was yeah. at the anniversary show. That was the very only time I saw you drunk. Yeah, I think. but then I drove from the anniversary <laughs> show. I started drinking water, and I was probably I know. Crying. You know what happens that's, with Jamil? You know you know he's getting drunk. He gets real. He's one of the lovey, talky guys. Like uh, I just like everything's great, and he's talk, and he doesn't slur, yes, and he doesn't Super. stumble. It doesn't do any of those things. You only know that he's getting there because he has a lot to say. That's true. Is that, that, they, is that where they come up and give me a big kiss at the end of the show? Yeah, that's when you know. Yeah. No, talk Excellent. about the guy giving the kisses. It was it was Oz. It was Oz, Oz handing out kisses. Oz, I but, you know, when, when Oz wants to kiss you, you don't say no. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to resist. <laughs> Good effort. He's big. He's bald. He's Australian. <laughs> and I'm beautiful. All right. Fellas, <laughs> I got to... G- oh, <laughs> now disgusting. he's making the pants are off. <laughs> All right. Hey, I got to get back to Jeremy here. Some more beer and barbecue, guys. Thank All you right. uh, for calling in. I appreciate Thank it. You. All right. Bye, Bye fellas. Now. See you, Ozzy. See you, mate. Good guys, both of them right there. You got the Jamil and Ozzy. Jamil, bringing it weak in the competition. Oz cutting in on lunchtime, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, let's get back to food here a little bit. Food. And I think we were just finishing up with the baked beans and how you, you use the wort in there for a little bit of sweetness. And that seems to be the key across the board with the with the baked beans, too, that you need some sweetness in there. I think the wort adds a different kind. I think so, too. Most uh, Most of your sweetness comes from brown sugar. When it comes to baked beans, maybe some honey, something like that, not everybody thinks about using unfermented beer. So Not everybody has access to unfermented beer. No, that's the other thing. People tell me, don't come on and give away all your secrets. It's like, well, you go ahead and try to brew all that up and make barbecue sauce. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. You know, This is definitely going to be an experiment here for everybody. You've given the recipes, but you got to figure it out yourself. You you do. A lot of it, I mean, this is, I've been barbecuing with beer for probably 15 years okay so this isn't something that i just suddenly you know shit out my ass what was the first what was the first beer you barbecued with uh that would have been keystone uh, (laughs) (laughs) i i have to admit it was red hook esb hey that's all right Um, it's nice and buttery back when back when it was actually a good beer okay um that's when i was drinking it yeah you know it's uh that and sorry to say but the sam adams Back when it first came out, too, that was a really good, for the London broil we were cooking at home at the time. Okay. You know, that was real good. I could totally see cooking with Sam Adams even now. That's a good beer to cook with. It's got a nice malt. It does. It really does. And, you know, I mean, not a lot of people think about it from the standpoint it is an amber lager, yeah. which is unique in the marketplace. Sure. Right? Um, you know, there's very few of those out there. And that's not so bad for a mass beer, but... You know, when you're cooking with it, you're not drinking it. So the yeah. flavors, you know, a little butter ain't going to hurt. Sure. Yeah. Okay, a couple questions from the chat room for you. Have you ever cooked a lobster with beer? And how would we do that? I have not, but uh, I would say I would poach it in Pilsner if I was going to do anything. Okay. I would use a nice light beer like a Blondale, something like that, even a Saison. Like, like, a, like a second place Blondale? <laughs> I don't think I'd waste a second place Blondale on a, <laughs> on a lobster yeah. cooking, but you know. I like your idea of maybe a Saison. Yeah, yeah, I think the flavors of a Saison would come out well. I mean, you're not going to get that beer flavor inside of the lobster itself, but it will definitely add some of the, the nuances and the aroma to it, okay. you know. 
That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay, another one here, and um, I've heard of this done a little bit. So how about uh, vegetarian beer barbecue, like uh, maybe portobello mushrooms or something like that? What do you have for that? Oh, yeah, that's a real nice one. Um, you know, back to the reduction sauces, uh, that's a real good one for a portobello uh, for the standpoint of, you know, you've got the medium uh, flavor of the portobello itself, and then whatever you're going to put onto it will really shine. Mm. So especially for grilling with the wort, the malt sugars, um, um, they caramelize very well on a grill. They don't burn quite as easily as simple other simple sugars do. Yeah. So definitely, like, uh, throw that uh, little bit of fresh, you know, once again, olive oil or fresh cracked salt and pepper on there. And then as you're grilling it, just lightly brush that on there or like a Pilsner vinaigrette. Okay. Bingo. I read a deal, and I did this on uh, just a quick news report on, on the other show. It's a new book coming out. I don't remember the name of the book. I just saw an article about the whole thing. But what somebody recommended for, like, uh, asparagus or, or zucchini when you're going to grill up zucchinis and stuff is uh, frambois. As right. and, and a re, as a reduction, so that you get a nice mm-hmm. thick glaze out of it. Very nice. That'd be great with a little yeah. raspberry flavor oh, yeah. on your vegetables. I think Absolutely. that'd be awesome. Be and that's se- another seven dollar beer to glaze down. But yeah, yeah right. you know that's kind of an expensive one to glaze down. Um, you know, in the same time too, you know, uh, framboise uh, vinaigrette. You know, because you always hear about raspberry vinaigrettes, but something made with the beer. Yeah. You know, with that acidic flavor to and, it, and, and it would have it. Yeah, okay. that whole different uh, side oh. to it. Instead Very of just, much just, so. Instead of just sweet raspberries, you've got the acidity and everything to balance that out. The complexity out. from the beer right. to add to the flavor, which a lot of times y- you want complexity, but like we said back at the same time, you want balance too. Yeah. Very important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's just like your beer. You know, your f- you don't want your food to go one way or the other either. Right. I think that the, I think one important thing we should talk about in the recipes, and this is, uh, we should focus a little more on your ratios of, of how you put things in, because it's important in food that you still want it to taste like the food that right. you're that you're making and it i think it is v- very possible to overdo a marinade to overbaste a meat to to like you had said earlier even to do it for too long if you do it more than 2 days it just really permeates right. too much uh because you do still want it to taste like the food you mm-hmm. want to you want to alter it but you don't want to ruin it so right you, like for your rub, for example, when you're when you're putting things in there, you know what is what are, what are some good ratios to keep in mind for marinades and rubs on a beer to other ingredients, so we don't overdo it. Uh, you know, keep an eye and a mind for the type of beer that you're using mm-hmm. and the type of flavor that you're looking to go for overall in the meal profile. Uh, don't just think about the the beef that you're cooking, but think about the potatoes or the end of the vegetables and things that you're going to incorporate. So you don't want to, say, use a scotch ale in everything. Okay. You want to use maybe a little bit of the Pilsner in the vinaigrette, but use a lot of scotch ale in the marinade. Okay. So you want to consider the balance of the flavors and what, and, and you don't want anything to compete, and at the same time, you don't want everything to just taste like the same beer. Yeah. I did a pork chop years ago, um, 24 hours in, a, in some Anchor Porter. And that was it. It was an it was an anchor porter with some pork chop in it. Okay. And it wasn't really that good. Yeah. So things, you know, like you said, back to the, you know, with chicken, you know, pork, lighter things like that, that's going to take less time to soak in, especially with a heavier beer. Okay. Right. Now, what about high alcohol beers? Because, you know, some scotch ales, like you're talking about, can be some pretty high alcohol in there, too. What are the effects there, and what do we need to look out for alcohol content? Um, there in lies, uh, like with barley ones too, is back, say, with the fish mm-hmm. and or the chicken or the pork, the things that are going to cook in the marinade quicker. Okay. Beef, it's going to take a lot longer to actually 
you know, cure the beef as opposed to, say, a piece of fish yeah. or a piece of chicken. Okay. Um, like, especially chicken breast. Soaks it all up, takes it in, and depending on what you're using, that may be all you can taste. Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. And, and so you, if you don't want it to taste like alcohol, you might... So maybe higher alcohol beers are okay for steaks? Yeah, the higher okay. alcohol beers I would definitely say use for the heartier meats. Okay. Your lamb, your beef, things like that. Um, you know, don't do a, a, a foghorn or a, a Bigfoot uh, reduction sauce, you know, on a light piece of fish. Yeah. But at the same time with maybe a piece of salmon, that reduction sauce would be good. Okay. Because the salmon is very rich full of flavor type of fish. Sure. It's not one of the lighter ones that just takes on anything that you put onto it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So before we get off the uh, the beef and marinades and whatnot, somebody is asking, he says, uh, and, and I think I've actually said this before because I believe in this, but they're asking you, basically any kind of food where you need some water, you could replace the amount of water with beer? Is that a good general rule? Sure, you can. Okay. Um, and it's it, now we're talking just general cooking. You know, obviously, baking is an entirely different monster in itself. You know, when they tell you a teaspoon of baking soda, they don't mean baking powder, and they mean a teaspoon. Right. With the beer, you know, things like that. You know, a three count, four count, it's good. Don't have to be exact. No, you don't. And a lot of it really is based on your flavor and how. I mean, it's feel. It's like when you're home brewing. You know yeah. how much honey malt or crystal malt you need to add. You can feel when it's fermenting properly. So, yeah. you know, go on that feel. Listen to the little voice. So I should call Doc and ask what to do. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. You know, I would say, you know, it's like that little voice when you're at the bar. No, she is cute. No, no, she's not. So, Bentley, you listened right to that little voice. So. <laughs> yeah, that's why there's a wingman. Follow man. that voice. Yes, follow that voice. You need a wingman. Yeah. Um. I pretty much replace anything uh, anything that requires water with beer as a philosophy, and uh, I'm not a terrible cook. Uh, and, and to judge the amount of beer that I use on things, it depends on how much of that beer I want to drink. So, for example, if I can part with three-quarters of the beer, but I want to drink a quarter of it, then that's my recipe. Yeah, there you go. You there see you what go. I mean? Like, if I was going to do the frambois thing, like Doc says about that's an expensive uh, marinade, it would be a very thin sauce on the vegetables, <laughs> for example, because right. I would want to enjoy, right. you know, quite a bit of that beer. Okay, let's move on to something here that you also do. Now, this isn't the barbecue thing, but this is an awesome thing, and I've only had it once before. You make cheese. I do. And and the, I've had cheese before, but uh, beer cheese. And beer I've only cheese. had beer cheese once before, uh, up at a winery in Napa. I don't know where right. we were, uh, but they made a, it was a porter cheddar. Which was Port really nice. Guinness was in there. Wasn't it like two different styles of beer even? Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. It, it was, was nice. Very good. You make beer cheese as well. What is this cheese that we have here? The cheese that we're eating here is a Scotch Ale Marbled White Cheddar Cheese. Okay. Um, I am working with a small farmstead cheese company out of Modesto called Fiscalini. And I approached them with the idea of making a marbled cheddar about a year and a half ago. And about three, four months ago, we actually went out and made 120 pounds as an experimental batch just to see if it would turn into something we'd like to produce. Is that what this is? You got it. This is the experimental batch? This is. This is three months old now. Please so produce it. Thank you. It's <laughs> <laughs> nice cheese. Is, isn't it good, Doc? Oh, yeah. It's, it's Daniela, did you get some of this? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, not yeah. a sharp cheese kind of guy and at all. And 
Oh, I've been mauling on this thing a lot. He has been. He's been eating it up. (laughs) Scotch ale, which seems to be a bit of a theme in your cooking, is great with this cheese. Uh, It was something that I I wish I could tell you the exact moment that it came to me, but it was uh, something that I thought would really go with the scotch ale and the beer. Our scotch ale and the cheese would really work together well in a flavor profile. Yeah. And I was very strict about the scotch ale. Um, the cheesemaker had me send him a bottle of porter just in case because he had heard about someone doing a porter. Okay. And it called me up and said, no, scotch ale. Yeah. Um, it's it, the, the balance here is the key. Not too much beer, not too much cheese. No so, balance. Yeah. What I like about you going away from the porter is that porter actually adds uh, a flavor in cheese that we're used to if you like smoked cheese. Mm-hmm. So you're not really going too far off the mark by adding porter to a to a cheddar or something because it's you kind of you're approaching the smoked cheddar thing. I, I, right. So I like that you didn't do that. I, I think the scotch ale is a very different uh, effect on the cheddar. It kind of mellows it out, so it's not such a sharp cheese. I think. Right. But you still get that cheddar bite. To it, you know, right? I right. like that. It's really a good. Where if if this goes into production, because here we are talking about it and talking it up, and people are like, yeah, 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 you yeah. guys get to have it, and we don't. Where can where are people going to be able to get this? Um, what they can do is either go to my website, which would probably be the best way to do it, and send me an email. Okay, and then when it is ready, what I'm going to be doing is sending links out to either um, the cheese company to, for purchase, or they can purchase it directly through me. Mm. Uh, Fiscalini and I are working right now on the the branding issues, um, coming up with the name, the trademark. And they've never worked with another person developing a product before, so we're trying to make sure that no one gets lost in the shuffle, but at sure. the same time, America can yeah. experience the beer cheese. Right. That's good stuff. I like it. That. Is. It's, it's, wow. And you know what else? It actually, it goes uh, really well with your, with the pale hell that I'm drinking too, to wash it down. Right. They're right. both, because it's, um, like I said, the the cheddar, it's not mild. It's not mild at all. No. But not, it doesn't stand out as a, it's not a stinky cheese. It's not too strong. It's not too bitter, right? But it has tons of flavor. And then the beer, it just the the pale ale from Jack's we're drinking, it really washes it down nice. I tried to please on you know it's uh, I, the beer barbecue and cheese. It's like my trifecta. So yeah, <laughs> it's a good trifecta. Now all this Scotch ale that you're talking about cooking and cheese with is it yours? Are you brewing this stuff? I'm not actually brewing it. I am doing a consulting for a small microbrewery here in Belmont, California, called Devil's Canyon Brewing okay. Company, and I'm helping them install a new brewing system and kind of get everything online and troubleshooting and, and helping them out. Um, with, I guess you could say, my knowledge and experience in return for a share in the company. Okay. So. So using their Scotch Ale. Yeah, using their Scotch Ale. Okay. And it works out. Got to do some market testing, right? You got it. Yeah. Now, some of the uh, beer chefs that I've spoken to will say that that one of the best beers to pair your creations with, uh, if you haven't overdone it in the creation, is the beer that you cooked with. Mm-hmm. So with with this cheese, for example, would you recommend drinking the Scotch Ale right along with it? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I think the flavors would complement one another without dominating. Yeah, I, I think the cheese is sharp, a little acidic, and the beer's not. Right, So right. when you're drinking a Scotch Ale, you've got a mm. pretty much a, a heavy, thick, kind of a sweet beer with a lot of malt background, and it really pairs up well with the cheese. Thank you. Yeah. Definitely. Now, how about some guidelines for, for doing just that in general, pairing your creations now? Now we've got people barbecuing. We've taught them how to do the marinades and all that. Uh, what should they be pairing things with? Is it a good general rule to 
pair with the beer that you're cooking with? I'd say so. Um, it, you know, once again, it's all in individual. Taste is so subjective. Yeah. You know, everyone's got, you know, their opinion. It's kind of like, oh, when do I change the oil in my car? Well, you ask 10 different mechanics and you get 10 different answers. Yeah. So you have to, a lot of it back, you know, go on the feel. Okay. Um, you may want to serve the beer you're cooking with or maybe serve something that's not going to go against it, but we'll compliment it. Right. You know. So. What about any no-nos? Is there anything that you know that right now this beer is not going to go good with your marinated steak? Keystone? Sorry, boob. Um. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, you can think of? I, you know, nothing off the top of my head be just for the fact, like I said, his taste is subjective just because I don't like it. Sure. Doesn't mean Justin won't, you know, might not like it or yeah. another person might not like it. So... I say go follow your heart and your stomach. Just you know? go for it. Go for it. That's what I like about the barbecue and beer thing, and maybe that's why I'm not so bad at barbecuing because you can just do whatever you don't. You can just go for it. You can. Whereas, like you said in baking, if they say a teaspoon, you got to put in a teaspoon. You do. You can't add a tablespoon. What the hell? Yeah, well, but with barbecue, that. and you get a lot of uh, barbecue is a lenient way to cook because uh, there is a lot of things they're going to cover up uh, you know flavor so i would say my advice to to beginning beer chefs and beginning beer barbecues you're not going to fuck anything up no just go for it just go you're really not even the worst beer marinade you could make is still going to be better than that barbecue marinade you bought at the Safeway. Yeah. Right? That's for sure. That's I, I for think sure. so. If you're throwing in some decent beer and whatever else you want to throw on top, I can almost guarantee you it's going to be better than anything store-bought. Definitely. Definitely. You know? And huh. you made it. makes you feel better. It's like drinking your homebrew. Yeah. And if you can, yeah. use your homebrew. Sure. That's I mean, hell, that's what use you got. Use the golden it. nectar for that. You that's know what right. I use? Uh, you know the, uh, the uh, extra special butter that I made a long time ago? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I used that strictly for cooking, and it was great. That would have been good with fish. It would have been good with fish. It was terrible to drink because it had so much diacetyl. It was like, oh, it's disgusting. (laughs) But for cooking, it was awesome because it really got some of those buttery flavors into the food. Yep. It worked out fine. There you go. See, I don't dump out any beer. I don't care how bad it is. I find something to use it for. Marinade with it. My thing is don't dump the beer. Yeah. You're going to blend it. You can give it away. Yeah. Uh, you cook with it, don't dump it. Don't dump it. See, Jamil's been doing too much dumping, because I haven't got a keg of Jamil's beer in a long time. J- Jamil runs out of room, I think. Yeah, but so bring it down. Well, I think early on in the shows, he said, you know, I'll just bring it here instead of dumping yes, it. Yes, he did, and I haven't seen one in a while. I got his, the last one I got was his Maybach, and uh, enjoyed that Hear for that, a while. Hear that, Jamil? Come on. You need some beer, man. Stop dumping it. Told him. Bring empty it on out, down. Empty out your, your clean room, and... Uh, <laughs> Give me some of that beer you got there. Okay. we got to wrap things up here. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up here with Jeremy. Um going to play a tune that Doc wants me to play. Trying to do a banjo deal every time we do a show. Try to do something for me. <laughs> People like to hear that stuff, so uh, we'll throw it on in there. Uh, Jeremy Sowers at the Emergency Barbecue Company. You can go to emergencybbq.com. You want to check out his services, uh, rent them out to do uh, your next banquet. Do it. This food's amazing. You're listening to the BN. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. I'm 
unpretentious, friendly, and fun. Downtown Joe's American Grill and Brewhouse in Napa Valley is your neighborhood pub, even when it's not your neighborhood. At Downtown Joe's, you'll find relaxed, outdoor, riverside seating with a menu that features traditional American dishes, combined with the freshness of California and cooked with a flair that is true Napa Valley. They're family-friendly and even welcome your pets to join you while dining on the patio. At night, you'll find the Napa Valley's best live music and dancing and a truly great place to meet new people while enjoying Downtown Joe's handcrafted ales. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky has developed a reputation for quality, tradition, and taste, and it shows in every beer poured. All of Downtown Joe's house-brewed ales are brewed with the highest quality British malts using traditional British methods, accented by hop selections reflecting the regional flair of the Napa Valley. Downtown Joe's is located at 902 Main Street on the Napa River at 2nd and Main Street in downtown Napa. At Downtown Joe's, they welcome all species, including canine, migratory, and indigenous to the Napa Valley. Their mission is your satisfaction. Visit them at downtownjoes.com. The Brewing Network, saving your life, one beer at a time. What a fun day. Had beer and barbecue today. Man, that's good. It's great. I, I had to up my plate one more time. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> the filler up, huh? Yeah. It's really good food. Jeremy, I'm really glad you came in here to do the show with us. I appreciate it. It's it's, uh, it's really awesome. I think you gave us some great information. I hope that people are going to go out there and try to do this. I really would like us to set up doing a, a full-on barbecue show. And Let's do it. We'll run the show like normal. We'll set you up you know, right outside the studio here and just kind of go back and forth and talk about what's happening and make a party out of it. Let's you know, we could okay. have him back just to talk about beer, too, because he does that so well. <laughs> Especially, yeah, like we could go, okay, anything beer with Jeremy, all facets, building a brew house, everything. You got it. Yeah, we just barely tat- scratch the surface with you. I love it, Doc, when we get guests in here that are surprises like this. Uh, not yeah. that I not that I expected nothing out of you, Jeremy. Oh no, that's okay. <laughs> Let's see how it is. But uh, you know, sometimes you get you book people for one thing, and you realize that there's a whole other thing that you could oh, yeah. have done that you can do, and it's very cool about doing the show that yeah, when we get that. We could have had, had you in here. You throw some barbecue, say, that's nice, see ya, and you're out of here. Yeah. Because you had someplace nah. better to be. Nah, that's no fun. No fun. <laughs> that's not the way you get get the word out and stuff. That's, and let's give some props here, too. Uh, you traveled a long way to be here today, and I appreciate that. Where'd you come from? Uh, San Carlos, California. Yeah. So, a little track for it, you know, hey, to be here. You know what? You picked up a, a nice Sunday afternoon with no traffic, so. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, man. not at all. So do you travel in your catering business? We do. We travel um, within about an hour. We try to keep it, you know, within the area. So you probably um, go to my house then. Where you live? <laughs> <laughs> I live in Moraga. Oh, you know, for the right price. It's only double for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll bring my own beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that cuts the price down, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You got more beer over there? Did we drink all your pail? We drank all my pail. Good for us. Yes, we yeah, did. Yeah, that was so bad we had to get rid of it. Yeah, I guess we didn't really like quickly. That. Yeah, it's a little swill in the bottom the there. That Mike showing me. Medtech, you're on the air of the Brewcasters. What's happening, brother? How's it going, guys? Hey, man. Medtech, what's wrong with my leg, in? man? You guys miss me? We do miss you. What's wrong with oh, my yeah, leg, Med? <laughs> Med. I just wanted to call in and say congratulations, to Daniela. Yeah. And say that. The show still rocks. I've been away for a while. Where you been? Um, went through the fire academy, so I've been pretty much working all nonstop for the last six months. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Paramedic fire academy. That's that's that what you're gonna do for them? Yep. All right. Well, 
full-time firefighter now, so. Okay. Firefighter and medic. Gotcha. But, yeah, I mean, last weekend was the first time back, and even then I had to leave and go to work. But tonight I got to take the night off. And <laughs> Very <laughs> nice. I made sure I just got drink some beer. That a boy. <laughs> what have you been drinking all night? Actually, I broke out the bottle of damnation I won from you guys. Oh, yeah. wow. All right. Like that thing, yep. And how'd it go? Oh, that shit is great. Isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, Jeremy, you ever cook a bottle and I haven't eaten in about eight hours and it hit me quick. Oh, that'll do it. You don't need to eat now. The monks a live of off that stuff. Probably wine after that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, you cooked with a damnation ever? I have not yet. You no. know? Okay. Nope. Chuck that. I'm on the list. Hey, I think that, that would go well with though. fish. Yeah, I that's think a good so. Point, it man. really would. Definitely. You can't cook with it. You got to drink it. Yeah, Med says it's well, a waste. Just, just buy two. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, it depends too. on how she looks, you know, who you're cooking for, so. <laughs> yeah, you might need to. She's pretty. She's good looking, you know. Use that damnation. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Hey, good. I'm glad you're enjoying the damnation there, Med. Good Definitely. for you. Thank you guys again. All right, brother. Appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for the show. Have right. a good night. Take care. Bye-bye. Right, boy. Hey, don't be afraid to call in and say hello. Anybody out there? Eight eight eight. Give any advice for your beer. leg, or, or <laughs> just say how to fix my leg. Don't be afraid to call. <laughs> say hello. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> hey, like, what's with Push's song? Uh, I'm not allowed to play it mm, because why? It. Well, okay. So I played the. Uh, can you play the old one? I can play the old one. Okay. You want to hear it again real fast? Yeah, I do. Okay. So I got the old one. And well, our, our listeners, uh, Jeremy, uh, send in, they make songs up, and, and some of them are just awesome. Yeah. Uh, these guys, either they're professional or they're just hobbyists, but they put a passion into it. Yeah. Excellent. And they name us all and beat us up in their little they songs. They do. <laughs> so what I have is the old, uh, sort of un- uncomplete, unedited version. Yes, it's the first the beta version. Yes. Now, he sent me the second beta version. Uh, which he says may or may not be done. He might still be working on it. He might not. Push is actually traveling up here from Southern California, and he's going to do the show with us next week. Oh, Doc. awesome. He's going to hang cool. out with us next week. And by the way, we got uh, Vic from the Bistro in Hayward coming on the show with us next oh, week. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're a gonna, good man. Uh, that's, not, uh, that's a micro pub, and, and it's, he's been a micro pub for a long time. He's right. kind of been really been pushing the micro scene around here since the beginning. So for the first time, we're going to have uh, just a pub owner come in here and talk about about pushing a micro pub and from his end of it and learn how to do that. Uh, and anyway, so Push is coming on that show with us as well, and we're allowed to debut the official version of this song. Then. Okay, go. I'm not even allowed to let you listen to the oh boy, to that, the new version. That, that sounds scary. It's top secret, and uh, <laughs> I told hey, Brewers Code. He said I'll send it to you because I want your advice, but uh, n- n- nobody else can hear it. So Brewers Code. All right, I'm good. You gotta. W- but here's the old version. Uh, well, I can play that still, and then uh, it'll get you guys psyched uh, for the new one, which will be out uh, next week. Check it out. Hmm, maybe. <laughs> oh, Justin and the technology. Uh, I just jacked it up. Did you? Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll get it. It disappeared from where it was. That's what happened. Oh, my gosh. Oh, shush. Give me some dead air. Give him some dead air. There you go. <laughs> It'll work here. It's going to happen. <laughs> Sunday night, five o'clock rolls around. What's that sound? The voice of the brewing underground. I rush home. 
What's with the abacastry? Goddamn, it's almost time. Why don't you work fucking day at 502? I reboot. Ass hat iTunes. I hope Justin made the free FM commute. I'm on. Thank God, not a moment too soon. Holy shit, I just got booted out of the chat room. I won't crack, motherfucker, when you do your risk in 02. I'll hail the local JC. Do like you told you, do what you say. Well, okay, at least mostly. And hit that fucking world who buy the most. Because I don't, and I won't bitch more than a little bitch. Buy all of that sweet shit that likes like an arrow bitch. Damn, my niece will not move. And fucking booth being rude. Boom, that goes the blow off you. And fuck this whole chat room. I want out. Justin Chef, that goes my chocolate stout. And I never want to hear the word run high. I give up, 50G, why don't you push eject me? I'm screaming Gucci when G pushes me off the screen. Jamil, JP, Johnny G, I can't think, I can't but think, but then I hear Doc's little voice in my ass screaming, drink, motherfucker, drink, motherfucker, drink. <laughs> All right, as awesome <laughs> as that is, how is amazing great. is the new version going to be? Come on. I mean, I don't even need a second version after that. That was cool. Oh, that is cool. Isn't it great? Now, you do ha- I was talking to Push about it a little bit. There's so many inside jokes in there. You really got to be a hardcore listener to get it, to get all of it. But at the same time, you can listen cuz musically it's good, and there's enough in there that's just funny whether you listen to the show or not. But if you do uh, really listen to the show and know all the characters, it's oh, yeah. freaking hilarious. <laughs> like, there's so many things. He just he names a lot of our listeners in there yeah. and all their little quirks. That's funny. Nice. <laughs> Push eject. Bringing it strong. We'll give you the... Uh, is he in the chat room with you? Is that what brought this up? Or? No, he just, drink. He just left. Other people were asking about it. Well, next week we will reveal the full version of uh, Push Eject's BN song. I don't even know if it has a name yet. I think we've got to wait till next week and see what the, wow. what the name is. So... Uh, Donating it to the Brewing Network, which is very cool, and we can do whatever we want with it, I guess. You know? Uh, You're gross. I can't help it. It's the food and the beer. I'm telling you, Doc, this was a good Sunday for us. It worked for me. You know? <laughs> we got to see San Francisco on a nice sunny day. Come back over here. Some awesome barbecue. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Jeremy. The day that the BN can afford, like, uh, catered shows, <laughs> you're the phone call we're making, man. Oh, yeah. You, got it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got it. <laughs> I don't think we could fit everybody in here if they heard about it. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm always trying to become the official barbecue catering company of something, some new entity, so. There yeah. you go. I'd love to, love to put you guys on the list. All right. Beautiful. I'm think I'm already thinking anniversary show next year. Doc. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, maybe a little uh, beer barbecue and everything. in Doc's backyard with Jeremy's food. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Doc's got this awesome backyard we were hanging out at. Yeah, but we we couldn't. I I I only have dial up there because I, uh, I live in the outback. Yeah, so. that's right, out in the boonies. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe next time. By that point, it might have a satellite uplink. Who knows? There you go. We'll Get to out. work on that, Doctor Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Sean's going to be upset that we don't uh, repeat the the Twenty First Amendment. That's no, kind he, of our home. That's he our. He'll understand though. The two one A's our little home away from home right now. You know, it's where we go when we need free beer. <laughs> 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 nah, it's where we go just to hang. Sean is in there, by the way. In the chat room? <laughs> yeah. What's hey. he doing in there? He's supposed to be in Portland. He just got back. Ah, hey, cool. Sean, what's the temperature out there in uh, in the <laughs> chat room? I'll take a five-minute call from Sean. We, I want to get. We got to get off the air by eight. We got to get out of here. But if Sean wants to give us a quick wrap up of the, he just got back from the uh, Oregon Brew Festival. I bet he's hammered. Yeah, he's probably a wasteoid anyway. <laughs> he's gonna. This is what. He's, this is gonna be Sean's conversation. It was good. Watermelon weed. Watermelon yeah, he said weed. that watermelon weed was. It's always a hit. Good. There. It, it, that stuff at that festival just goes nuts. Whether you 
like Sean or not, <laughs> that beer goes. No, I, I think they sell. They never bring enough. They sell more of it and faster than I think anything there because it's just it's always for one hot as hell up there, a little humid, and that beer just goes down real nice for everybody. It's a good beer. Yeah. Okay, I think we're gonna get out of here then. I'm not gonna wait for the delay to get to Sean. What are you doing tomorrow on Jamil's show? Phone. Uh, Jamil's show tomorrow at 10 a.m. Yeah, what is it? California Common. They're doing hey. it. Jamil and John will be doing the California Common. How do you get one of those? <laughs> Jeremy? I know something about that. Yeah. Go to Jack's. Where's Jack's? Let's do that whole plug. Jack's is at the uh, the Fremont Hub at the corner of Maori Avenue and Fremont Boulevard. Okay. That's a large shopping complex, and we're at the, uh, the west side. Okay. Yeah. So if you're local, if you're in the Bay Area, go check out Jack's. It's very nice beer. I yeah, like. we've got great food. We got 18 television sets, the NFL package, the MLB package. Um, website for that? He said package. <laughs> no, they <laughs> don't. they don't have a website, and they've been getting a lot of shit for it yeah. lately. So yeah. you know that's all right. Uh, no, it's, like, not. it's not. No, no it's, it's not. not. Even emergency know. barbecue has a website. Yeah, they, they have a website. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no. Caller, you're on the brewcast. <laughs> How was it? Oh man! <laughs> it was good, huh? It was. It's. Uh, I should just take the Twenty First Amendment and move it up there. Really? Because the 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 response from the the crowd. I mean, it's eighty thousand people on a four day fest. I think. Whoa! And we send the. We just found out we send the most beer of any brewery there, and they have to cut off the sales of it. I mean, it's you know it's warm, and it's. Pretty high humidity every yeah. year, so it's always a big crowd favorite. That watermelon just sells out like yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny, too, this year. My brother, Patrick, I don't know if you met him before. He came up uh, and, along with a couple of his buddies who have never really flown out of town for a festival before. Okay. And, and we uh, we did this uh, this uh, this golf tournament in the morning out at the Edgefield in Troutdale, uh, which is right outside of Portland. Uh, and these guys just went hard the night before. I mean, oh. like, and they were ruined. So. <laughs> they were last year when I went to this thing, I was I was just burnt. You I was were, done. You were so hurting. Oh, he was doing the show, sitting here doing the show, and he had a beer in front of him the whole time, and never even, never even looked at it. Yeah, I j- and you know what happened? I'll, I'll give you a little insight about that. I think Arnie was our guest that day, and we decided uh, to dub it our our hangover show, right? Whoops. So Arnie knocks on the door before showtime, just like all our guests do. Come on over. You know, they come a little bit early. I had gotten off the plane, come home, and crashed out. I literally was just dragging myself out of bed and meeting Arnie for the first time. Here, I'm supposed to be professional. I'm putting on the show. I've never met Arnie. It's early on in the show. We, I mean, that was only, yeah, was we were like, only a month or two into yep. it. And, and I'm just like, Hi, Arnie, come on in, man. And I look like all hell. And uh, I felt like a douchebag. <laughs> Did, didn't he leave and come back? Arnie? No, no, he stayed. He sat in the street and came back. I think, yeah, he's like, I'll just wait outside. You look like shit, man. But I was yourself together. Gonna, yeah. I, I was going to drive out to Pacheco today because I, I, Jeremy, I don't know if I've ever met you before. I've been down to those Drake's events a few times, but uh, your food, I mean, the whole show I'm sitting there listening is like, I oh, just go out there and eat some of this barbecue, man. It's great. <laughs> There's always some for you, Sean. Have no fear. Yeah, <laughs> Fellow brewers are always taken care of. Hey, did you hit up the horse brass while you're up there? You know, I didn't make it out there, but I made it to three strip clubs. That a boy. Hey, well, that's compensation enough. Because of the Pathetic. beer. 
Oh, come on. Leave the guy alone. Why not? Pathetic. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with strip clubs? There's a tradition. There's a tr- some traditions. Come on. Jesus Christ. Yeah. G- gentlemen's clubs. Excuse me. Sorry. Gentlemen's exactly. clubs. Yeah. Are we on the air right now? I'm yes, sorry. we are. <laughs> beer and boobs, man. That's a great weekend. You know? Or Danielle yeah. would say titties and beer. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the horse brass is what really did me in last year. I spent the whole last night, the Saturday night, mm-hmm. at the horse brass. Which is a strip club? No, no, that's a, just, a, it sounds like a strip club, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it's a great, a fantastic beer bar there. It just has tons of different beer on tap mm-hmm. and uh, hanging out with lots of just cool people and industry guys, which was, you know, and you got to drink with them. And sure. I barely, I've just stumbled back to the hotel. Did that walk where you're like, you're going down the sidewalk and you're touching like edge of the sidewalk to edge <laughs> of the sidewalk all the way back? Puked my guts out, pissed myself, all sorts oh, of stuff. I don't even right. know what happened. Too much information. <laughs> I, I did. Uh, I did switch to whiskey, and I never drink oh. whiskey. Oh, ooh, good Sean, baby. Because I had to. I couldn't drink any more beer. Just like yep, exactly. When'd you do that? Last night? Uh, no, two nights ago. Two nights. Ago. So you're drinking Irish or Scotch? I was drinking this uh, sort of uh, micro distilled whiskey from McMinimins, which is the big you know collection of brew pubs up there. Yeah. They have this whiskey called Hogshead, which is really nice, actually. Yeah. All right. Um, All right. Well, you that's sound. That's my story. You sound. Uh, you don't sound like total shit. You sound like half shit. Yeah, I'm half shit. <laughs> Back to work tomorrow. Yep. All right. Thanks All for right, the update. My we'll catch you later. Bye, Sean. See you guys. Take See care. Cool. Bye bye. Great Sean O'Sullivan coming back from Portland. Man, I'm I'm kind I'm kind of sorry that I missed it because it's fun up there. But the way I because f- we had a real good day today, Doc, and yeah. I feel good and I got energy and I'm not hungover and and half alive. I'm kind of glad I didn't go. You know, <laughs> even if you looked half as bad as you did last year, yeah, it wouldn't have been good. <laughs> no, I would have screwed up everything today, and that would have been a shame because I think we had a good show with you today, Jeremy. It was I enjoyed stuff. myself. Yeah, all good all the way around. All right, so next time we get you back, we're doing doing the full barbecue. You got it, full barbecue. Okay, absolutely. Emergencybbq.com, and then it's just uh, can I give out your email. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, absolutely. Jeremy at emergencybbq.com. Yeah. Ask him any questions. You, you'll be happy to answer recipe any questions, questions. You got it. Okay. Anything. And uh, an, an up-and-coming business for Jeremy. Been around for a couple of years now, but you're still, you know, kind of trying to make it go. And uh, we can relate to that, uh, you know, better than uh, than a lot of people. So sure. uh, I, I'm... I wish you luck, and I'm, I appreciate I, it. I think you're doing a good job, man. Your product is right, and I think that's where you got to start. Thank you. You know, glad you brought us this free food. Been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, I'll, I'll be singing oh, yeah. your praises from here on out. Hey, so. that's worth the free food. Yeah. All right, so we'll plan that uh, next barbecue show. We'll let you all know uh, well in advance, and that way we can do, you know, full-on listener parties and everything, and get to know it. All right, uh, we're gonna get out of here. Daniela, congratulations. Thanks, Again, my dear. super congratulations. Yeah, Very baby. proud of you. Second place, first competition. Wow. Wow. Look at you go. Thank you. Good girl. You too. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Good effort. Very on my soon, book. though. Yes, sure. We won medals. The BN. <laughs> the BN, yes. That's my we. The BN. <laughs> uh, Doc, congratulations to you too. And another, another gold. Thank you, sir. Well deserved on that beer. We all can vouch for that. So, uh, glad you got it. And uh, just a huge thanks to all you listeners who who did that for us and sent it in there. And I hope you get some good feedback. I hope there was a lot of first-time competition people, which is what we were really promoting. And uh, I really hope that it does you well when those judges give you some information about your beer. So thanks for sending it in. You did a good showing for us. And uh, I think the BN kicked ass this week, huh, guys? Yes, it did. All right. 
Next week, Vic from the Bistro. The Free FM show is now on every Sunday, so you can tune into that from 3 to 4, before, you know, an hour before this show on 1069freefm.com or tune into 106.9 in the Bay Area. Thanks again, Jeremy. Good job. Uh, good show. Good job. Thank you very much. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah, you know what I am talking about. But don't you give me that American.